I'm doing great. How are you, Dan? Doing very well. And and Mike, you know, as as we look at this and we get into this, uh, for those of you looking at your screens right now, I uh, did some really cool stuff here. So we have some moving graphics and different things going on. You'll see it says Week One Fantasy Football Advice for 2021, 2022. Inside of the Fantasy Football Power Hour, you could see me on screen inside of the Cafe Kubal Studios. And you can see that Mike is on the line here with his levels beneath us. Proudly presented by the Wildcat Sports Pub with a fantasy football graphic. Our ticker on the bottom, which gives you all information about the Wildcat and how you can go and see them on site to dine in every Monday through Sunday and watch the games as well as for takeout and delivery to call 315-487-2222. And to the right of me here on your screen, we have the entire schedule of who's playing who, on what day, where, what time, and on what television network. So everything is here for you, Mr. Sofka, because we like to do it up nice for our listeners and our viewers, don't we? Oh, absolutely. Got to have it that way. So excited for this. We're going to do our draft grades first and foremost. So we'll come back to this uh, this graphic here, this wonderful page, and uh, go into the game-by-game game advice for fantasy football. But, Mike, I want to go to our our league here that we have for Marywood and get some thoughts on on how you thought these, uh, these drafts broke down. So we're going to jump into that, and I'm going to uh, go to – and, and again – uh, Mike and I will be given grades for each one of these league owners inside of our Marywood Alumni League. I went to Marywood University, and in going to Marywood University, made a lot of friends, and all these years later, had the opportunity to connect with these people and start a fantasy football league. It was an idea I had last year during the pandemic, and it's something I got to carry through, and I'm very happy that people were willing to do it. So I'll be given a grade with Mike, but I will not be grading myself per always. And so we're going to get into the first team here. And the first team to talk about are the Pawtucket Polar Bears. The Pawtucket Polar Bears uh, led by, and, and I think I may I may be able to pull up how, how certain things went down here, but the Pawtucket Polar Bears, uh, Brendan Murphy, who took over my first ever show when I graduated, a few years after I graduated, he took over MU Courtside, which is the first show I created, and it's still there at Marywood University, and it's live broadcasts on radio and on, on audio and video of the uh, NCAA Division Three women's, women's and men's basketball teams at Marywood University. So shout out to Brendan, his team called the Pawtucket Polar Bears, and he used the Yeti with the helmet logo that I had last year for one of my teams. His team looks like this Ravens quarterback so you have team quarterback in my league so he has Lamar Jackson I feel like the Ravens there should be a Ravens team running back with all the injuries going on with Justice Hall and J.K. Dobbins and everybody so my prayers to them but he has Ravens team quarterback Joe Mixon David Montgomery Devontae Adams Tyreek Hill Kyle Pitts C.D. Lamb as well as Julio Jones Rams defense and his kicker is McPherson from Cincinnati and then the rest of his team looks as follows. He has Jamar Chase, Miles Gaskin, Chargers team quarterback Devontae Smith, Leonard Fournette, Michael Carter, Melvin Gordon III, and Panthers team quarterback. So that's the way that the team looks for Brendan. What are your thoughts, Mike? Yeah, I, I like the uh, Ravens quarterback, of course, Lamar Jackson. He's top five no matter your scoring system. Joe Mixon's a good guy to have, I think. I know there's some contrarian 
out there about him this year, about only one football, but I think it's going to work out fine. I think that having a balanced attack is what's best for a running back, and I think he's going to do fine there. Uh, David Montgomery worries me a tiny bit because of the offensive line woes in Chicago. It's going to be an uphill battle there, but you know he is the number one. Devontae Adams and Tyree Kill. That's amazing how that how that happened. You must have got him on turn or back-to-back or real close there. Kyle Pitts, I like Kyle Pitts a lot. I think he's going to be a top-five uh, tight end here. C.D. Lamb, got to like C.D. CD Lamb. Uh, let's see, Julio Jones, yeah, got to like that. Rams D, that's good. Jamar Chase, hopefully he's going to get, get done dropping the football like he has all preseason here and turn it on. He's wearing number one. I found that fascinating. Miles Gaskin, I look for him to have a good year. Uh, Justin Herbert on the bench to back up Lamar Jackson. Great find there. Devonta Smith, I don't know. He's had some uh, uh, lower extremity issues in camp, and, you know, I'm not sold on him yet, but, you know, right now he's on the bench, so that's a good spot for him. Leonard Fournette, just hope you get the Super Bowl and playoff Lenny all year long. Michael Carter, I like for him to take over that committee approach, but it is going to be a committee approach with with Perrine, LaMichael Perrine, and, of course, Tevin Coleman. And then Melvin Gordon, I think he's going to be sharing a lot of the rock with uh, Javante Williams, but that's yet to be seen. And then, you know, to go back and have Sam Darnold as a quarterback, I think he's due for a bounce back year. So I like the lineup here. Um, it's hard for me to give a grade without seeing, a, you know, a, a better visual in my mind than a whole draft. Board. Well, if you but want, I can somewhere. I can send it to you right now. I, I see he's got I see he's got a solid team here, yeah. so I'm going to give him a B plus. Yeah, and I can I can actually tell you I was able to bring it up here. So you know, Mike, uh, just to break it down, didn't want to interrupt you, but wanted to give you a, a full feel of this as we did for everybody else. He drafted Devonte Adams, Tyree Kill, Joe Mixon, C.D. Lamb, Kyle Pitts, David Montgomery, Julio Jones, Ravens quarterback, Jamar Chase, Miles Gaskin, Chargers quarterback. Devontae Smith, Leonard Fournette, Michael Carter, Melvin Gordon, Rams defense, and then Young Ho Koo he drafted and traded uh, to Joe's team for McPherson, and then he drafted Panthers team quarterback. So that's how he went 1 through 18, and I'll be able to bring that to you from here so we can make some notes. So that's that's how it all went down. He went Adams, Hill, Mixon, Lamb, Pitts in those first five. Oh, that's the way I... That's the way I envisioned it in my mind as I was going through the teams. So, yeah, excellent job, B-plus. Yeah, you know, so a B-plus going to Brendan here from Mike, and so we'll put that in here. So, Brendan, Brendan, your team gets a – Mike gives you a B-plus. I'm going to give Brendan, you know, looking back at this, you know, I think, I mean, Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, Mixon, CeeDee Lamb, Pitts, uh, Montgomery, who I'm not uh, as much sold on, uh, Julio Jones, I like – a Ravens team quarterback getting him in the eighth round. Jamar Chase later on here. Miles Gaskin in the tenth round. Getting your backup quarterback in the eleventh round, uh, which Mike and I have realized, you know, especially this year, you can wait a while to get your starting quarterback because there's so many. And I mean, there's 32 in the league, but there's a lot of capable guys. There's a lot of there's a lot of talent to go around. So I think <clears throat> you're going to give him a a B plus. <clears throat> I'm going to give him an A minus. So I'm going to go a little bit higher here, give Brendan an A- minus on his draft grade. And the next one we're going to go to, Mike, is going to be Camara Virus. And this is Joe's team. Uh, this is the team that traded uh, the kickers at the end. They just wanted to have a draft day trade, and Brendan wanted McPherson. Joe wanted Young Hoku for the name, as many of us do. 
and so and he's an Atlanta fan. So they traded, and that's uh, that's why you'll see it. Uh, th- that's why I'm talking about these kickers because they drafted him and traded him on draft day, so we could have a draft day trade. So Camara virus did Elvin Camara first round, Jonathan Taylor, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Green Bay Packers team quarterback Aaron Rodgers, Adam Thielen, Mark Andrews who just signed an extension, and that happened after we drafted, Chase Claypool. Ravens defense came in the ninth round, so I already <laughs> I already know Mike and I are gonna have a thought on that. Ronald Jones the second, Brandon Cooks, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, Rams quarterback Matt Stafford back to back, twelfth and thirteenth round. Jarvis Landry, Naheem Hines, Jared Cook, the kicker Evan McPherson that he traded for Young Hoku, and Austin Hooper. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, what's not to like about this team? There's one or two spots here. I'm looking at the actual lineup here, and I would take Ronald Jones out of the lineup, and I would um, put Jonathan Taylor back up in Ronald Jones' spot, and I would change the flex. I, I wouldn't have Ronald Jones starting because I don't know what's going on in Tampa yet. I think playoff Lenny's going to get you know and share of the of the totes there. And they brought in Giovanni Bernard, don't forget. So he's going to be a deceiving pass-catching guy. So Ronald Jones could be stuck in no man's land. So I'd be worried about that at least to start. Um, you know, I, I I would probably put in, I don't know, it's uh, Chase Claypool even at the flex. I like him better than I like uh, Jones. But what's not to like about uh, Aaron Rodgers, Alvin Kamara? You know, also if I was this team, I would go ahead and drop Ronald Jones right now and go pick up Tony Jones. And the reason why I do that is Tony Jones is, you know, I talked about this preseason. Tony Jones is the guy who's going to take over. I was surprised Latavius Murray got the, uh, made the roster. They kept Tony Jones. They called uh, Latavius Murray in, in New Orleans. They call him in the office and they're like, hey, we want you to take a pay cut. He's like, no. They're like, okay, then you're cut. And they cut him. So Tony Jones had the better preseason anyway. I thought he looked like the backup. And, you know, I've been out picking him up everywhere yesterday and this morning. And especially if you have Kamara. So this owner has Kamara. So definitely go drop Ronald Jones and pick up Tony Jones. Dean Allen, I like him a lot. Mike Evans, like him a lot. Mark Andrews, five tight end. What's not like Adam Thielen? I still like him. I talked about Claypool. Cooks is the question mark, but he probably got value that late. Same thing with the quarterbacks. You know, you're loaded a quarterback, three quarterbacks, but, you know, hey, a third of the quarterbacks usually go down year to year. Uh, Jarvis Landry, hopefully he has a, a big year. He's going to be hit or miss. Naeem Hines, great PPR guy for you to have. Jared Cook, 37 years old, still getting it done. He's going to be the primary goal line, red zone, target in the end zone there on those play actions. And then Austin Hooper is going to be a question mark as well, but I look for him to have, you know, a top 10 tight end year. So I think this is a pretty good team here. I'm going to go ahead and give him a B. Yeah, you know, looking at Joe Seymour, able to bring this up too. So those of you that are live with us on facebook.com backslash wakeupcalldt and facebook.com backslash livenowdt as well as youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt, you are seeing the draft recap here, rounds 1 through 18 for each team. We just talked about the Pawtucket Polar Bears, which... Matt, which uh, here on the show, Mike gave a B plus. I gave it a minus. And Camara Virus, which is Joe's team, Joe Forgione, who was my co-host for two years of MU Courtside. Speaking of that connection between Brendan and I, and, and Joe and I as well, Camara uh, Virus, Joe just gave a B to. 
and you're seeing them right up here on your screen on YouTube and Facebook as well. So I'm going to, uh, looking at Joe's team, are you giving them a B? I, you know, obviously Mike and I go late on defenses and kickers, and so that's something for you know you to look at and kind of understand that that's that's how we rock and that's how we roll so you know that that's something where i would say to joe you know probably don't do that that high and it's funny raven's defense is always going to have like the name it's kind of like aj green like somebody you know for the longest time maybe not this year but people are like oh i gotta draft him he's on cincinnati he's still the guy so you know ravens i, I think they'll always have that name and for a couple years they kind of wavered maybe a year or so, where it was like, oh, their defense isn't as good as it used to be. But people are, you know, obviously high on that and sold on that. I like Alvin Kamara early. I like Jonathan Taylor. He eluded me in a bunch of drafts. And so, you know, I like him getting that. Keenan Allen, I know he's talented. I get concerned because I have, like, PTSD of sitting in a restaurant and picking him up going, oh, I should get him. And he had been injured. And then he had, like, a hip injury right after that. And he went out again. Uh, Mike Evans in the fourth round. I like it. You know, Green Bay quarterback 48 touchdowns five interceptions he's coming off of uh, Aaron Rodgers so that's good too seeing that you know Adam Thielen in the sixth round Mark Andrews in the seventh so there's some good stuff with this I mean you got three quarterbacks I wouldn't really carry that he got Jarvis Landry late so you're going to give Joe a, a B and I'm going to give I'm going to give Joe a B plus for this one so I like it I can rock with it here a little bit and the next one that we have coming up, and we're going we're gonna to get to mine last. So we're going to go to uh, Dallas Roscoe. Now, Dallas Roscoe is Ross Turetsky's, uh, one of my closest friends. He's also a sportscaster and writer based in Northeast PA, not too far from where we went to school at Marywood University. And his was on auto, but he had the first pick. So he got uh, Christian McCaffrey, Ezekiel Elliott. Uh, from there, he got Antonio Gibson onto his team. And so this thing was drafted in a running backs form the first three rounds, Allen Robinson and then George Kittle. So in our league that we have here, in our eight-person league, he was first pick. So it was 1-8, 8-1 eight, eight in the snake, and that's how it went. Uh, and from there, he got George Kittle in the fifth, Deontay Johnson, and then from there, Cooper Cup, Brandon Ayuk. First quarterback was Dak Prescott in the ninth round. Kenny Galladay, Odell Beckham, funny there, new Giants Wide receiver, old Giants wide receiver, back-to-back. -back. Noah Fant, Raheem Mostert, Sony Michelle, Kenyon Drake, Mike Gusecki in the 16th round. And then 49ers defense and Jason Myers is their kicker. Somehow, the it's funny how the ESPN preset was to draft a defense and a kicker the last two rounds, and that's exactly what Mike and I do. So the algorithm of the internet, Mike, is the same as how we think. What are your thoughts on Ross's league? I think they're following us. I think that Disney mouse that owns ESPN has been stalking me and knows my theories now. Now, that's something that I've learned a long time ago to do, and it's just the way I do it. And, you know, typically at the end of a draft, I'll find myself taking my number three kicker and my number five defense on my ranking anyway with the last two picks. So it's amazing how that goes. Um, you know, I'm looking at the – he's got the Dallas quarterback, right? I want to make sure I'm looking at the right one. Yep, Dallas Roscoe, yep. 
Okay. Perfect. Perfect. I, you know, I, I think Dak's going to have a great year. Christian McCaffrey, how can you not like him? I think Elliot's going to have a great year as well. Allen Robinson got it done all year last year with like, uh, who he, he didn't know whose quarterback was game to game, basically. Deontay Johnson, I hope he can have a, a continued breakout. George Kittle, he's always around the ball. You look, you know, with whether it's Garoppolo or, or you know, whoever's going to be the quarterback there in San Fran, Trey Lance. Kittle is always going to be the target, you know, you know, but Brandon, I stepped up. I think they're going to continue to spread the ball around with Debo Samuel there. So hopefully there's not going to be a dip for Kittle. Antonio Gibson, when your coach says that they want you to, you know, have numbers like Christian McCaffrey, that's a good sign for you. And Cooper Cup is underestimated, underdrafted this year. I think that's a great find. I talked about Brandon Ayuk before. Um, I may put Brandon Ayuk in the lineup above Deontay Johnson is one change I might do right away. Way. Uh, Kenny Galladay, I don't know. It's it's I, I'm 50 50 on whether he has a good year or not. Odell, same thing. Noah Fan should have a solid year, but you're right to have Kittle in instead of him. Raheem Mozart's going to be in a in a committee situation with, but he, you know, you got the right guy. It's going to be a two man committee primarily with Trey Sermon. Uh, Sony Michelle, that could be hit or miss with the Rams there. Kenyon Drake, same thing with Vegas. And Mike Gusecki, I think he's going to continue to get some looks as well, especially in the red zone. So I like the lineup here. Uh, it's a good thing it auto drafted because it, it did pretty well. Yeah. Not saying that Ross couldn't draft, you know, w- w- without the auto draft on. I'm just saying that, you know, a lot of times, you know, if something does come up and you get an auto draft, just as long as they're not using algorithms and, and player stats from April, you're going to be fine yeah. at this time of year. But uh, I, up and down, I like this team a lot. I'm going to give it a B plus. Yeah, you know, looking looking at this, I mean, the Dallas Roscoe team, uh, McCaffrey, Elliott, Gibson, all good. Robinson in the fourth round. Like you said, Cooper Cup, he's dropping a little bit. People are higher on Robert Woods. It's like they're listening to me. Because the last two years, I was like, what's is kind of better than Cup and he stays healthier? And so that kind of like Cup Cup was like the guy on the depth chart. But I was like, mm, is he the guy, though, when the season ends statistically? So that was one of the things on my mind. So Cooper Cup falling a little bit. Uh, you know, quarterbacks dropped in our league here for the Marywood Alumni Fantasy League inside of the wake-up call fantasy football challenge uh, this season. And so seeing Dak go round nine, I like it. And, you know, I mean, running backs, I mean, Mostert, Michelle, Drake, those are kind of like up-in-the-air guys, could all be backup guys at the end of the day. So you got three starters and three backups at running back. So, you know, for me, uh, you gave it a B. And did you give it a B or B plus? B plus. B plus. So you said B plus. I'm going to give Ross's team a B in this. So I'm going to go with a uh, solid B on this. The next one up is Chiefs Kingdom. So we'll jump into the Chiefs' kingdom. This is Brandon's team. I bet you can't tell who he likes. And he drafted uh, number two overall. He drafted Travis Kelsey. It's the highest we saw Travis Kelsey go in any one of my leagues as he went second to Brandon in this one. So seeing him go uh, number two overall in this. And and then Austin Eckler, uh, Calvin Ridley, Kyler Murray, the Cardinals quarterback, Tyler Lockett, Gus Edwards, who is now the guy in Baltimore, has to be. Harrison Bucker, he got his Kansas City kicker in round seven. Baltimore defense, or pardon me, Bucks defense in round eight. So very early for both of them back to back. Robbie Anderson, T.J. Hawkinson, Tyler Boyd, Daryl Henderson, uh, McCole Hardman of Kansas City, Marvin Jones Jr. of Jacksonville, James Conner now in Arizona. Saints team quarterback, so he gets Taysom Hill and 
he gets your man Jameis Winston out there, folks. Darrell Williams of Kansas City running back. And you get Noah Gray, Kansas City tight end, who he went and picked up the backup to Travis Kelsey. What are your thoughts? Well, I like Kyler Murray a lot. I think he's gonna have a better year than people think if that's if that's possible. Austin Eckler, he's usually steady Eddie. He's usually, you know, good in PPR format. Gus Edwards, Gus the Bus is gonna be the number one man. He averages over four yards a carry, so he's gonna do just fine. Uh, Cal, you know, one thing you may consider here if if I'm this owner, I you know, and I'm not a proponent of dropping a lot of guys you drafted right away. But I will say, you know, I, I'm not sure Noah Gray is going to get all the looks that he needs. If you're required to carry two tight ends, that's one thing. But, you know, and I know he's Kelsey's backup. It's just in this size league, I don't think you need that dead weight on your roster. And if I do have dead weight, I'd rather it be a backup running back. So, you know, maybe look out and, you know, see if Tyson Williams is available. I'm sure he is or you know, so somebody else to bolster your running backs. You can't have enough running backs. Uh, looking on here, I, I like Calvin Ridley. He's going to have a great year. Tyler Lockett, again, great. Uh, Kelsey, I took Kelsey in uh, the first round in one draft at, at eight or nine. And, you know, that was the only time I drafted him in the first round, but I ended up with a pretty good team. I also, you know, won a championship in that league last year, too. So I, I, I felt good about it. And Robbie Anderson, I think he's going to have a great year. T.J. Hawkinson, uh, he's going to be the guy that they're throwing the ball to. And the, the Bucks defense, they can definitely get after the quarterback. And that's the type of defense, if I'm going to pick a D, I want a D that's going to get after the quarterback because that's going to lead to interceptions, sacks, turnovers, etc. Tyler Boyd on the bench, he'll probably break the starting lineup, especially when buys start here. Daryl Henderson, it's going to be hit or miss year for him. Same thing with Mikel Hardman. I like Marvin Jones a lot. I think he's underdrafted in a lot of leagues. He's essentially the number one, although Visca Schnault was the number one targeted uh, receiver for Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. James Conner, I, I, I like that as an insurance policy if you have the, the other running back, but you don't have – Chase Edmonds, so that might be a trade chip for you there. Uh, let's see, the Saints quarterback, I, 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 I don't know if I feel good about that, but you're going to ride with Kyler Murray anyway. So basically just see who the Saints play in the Arizona bye week and, and go by there whether you keep the Saints or get, get another quarterback. Darrell Williams is the backup. Again, that's a, that's a trade chip for you there. T take advantage of that early in the year. You know, when these backups don't perform, or maybe they do perform, you know, it's hit or miss, but take advantage of trading a backup, a handcuff for something you may need, a handcuff you may need, or a piece that's going to make your team better. Always look at that. But all in all, I'm looking up and down. I give this team a B. It looks like a competitive team. Yeah, you know, I think Brandon's team is going to be competitive too. I agree with that. I think, you know, I mean, obviously Brandon, Brandon homered on some of this stuff, and, you know, because he loves – he loves his Kansas City Chiefs, and I get that. I understand that. You know, it's a good team to love when you look at the talent that's out there. I wasn't able to go out and get the likes of his Kyler Murray. Or, pardon me, he got Kyler Murray. He wasn't out to, to get uh, Pat, Pat Mahomes. I had gone sooner than, than Brandon would have gone on him, so he missed out on that. But, you know, ultimately, looking at it, I mean, Kelsey, Eckler, Ridley, I like Kyler Murray a lot. Top five, Mike and I, you know, have him there as a you know, ranked quarterback in the league going into fantasy football season. The kicker's high. The defense is high. You know, Harrison Bucker noted as like the number one kicker in the country, so maybe he was worried about that, being a Kansas City fan. And then, you know, Robbie Anderson in the ninth round, Hawkinson in the tenth round. I like that. Daryl Henderson, 
of the Rams in the 12th round. And, you know, so, I mean, ultimately for me, uh, you know, you give it a B. I'm going to I'm gonna give Brandon a B- minus on here. So I'm going to go B- minus on this, and that's where I'm going to stand on, on his picks. Uh, the next one that we have up is the Virginia Ballers and BAHL for Ballers because John Ball, this is his team in our Marywood Alumni League. He gets Saquon's sixth overall pick, then comes back and gets Najee Harris. He's a Bills fan. So he got a, he he got a Mr. Josh Allen in round number three, pick 22 overall. Then he went with A.J. Brown, Robert Woods in the fifth round. As you saw, Cooper Cup went in the seventh round. So Robert Woods in the fifth. DeAndre Swift, which was a pick that was an accidental pick that auto-drafted for him that he didn't want. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, D.J. Moore, Bill's defense in the ninth round. Gronk in the tenth. Justin Tucker in the eleventh. Titans team quarterback in the twelfth. A backup defense in Washington, so two strong defenses, but early. In the 13th round, he got him there. Devin Singletary, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, the only person in any one of my leagues this year to draft Dawson Knox, the tight end of the Bills, and that was in the 16th round. Tyler Bass, a backup kicker, Buffalo's kicker in the 17th round, and J.D. McKissick of Washington in the 18th. Your thoughts? Yeah, I like Josh Allen a lot, so, I mean, you know, that that's definitely a great pick there. Saquon, we're going to see. We're going to see how well that knee holds up. Najee Harris, I like rookie running backs, but, you know, the Pittsburgh line had its woes last year. Hopefully it's retooled. You know, I, I'm looking here. A.J. Brown, one of the top receivers. Robert Woods again. Gronk, that's where I throw a question, question mark up. I mean, on his own roster, he's got guys that, you know, are – are as good as him, just not as flashy as him. And OJ Howard and Cameron Bray. Plus, they got Mike Evans. Chris Godwin going to probably be out this week with the quad injury. Not a lot of people are aware of that. But I'm looking at Juju Smith Schuster. I need him to step up this year in a couple leagues myself. DJ Moore, you can't go wrong there. Bills defense. I don't know about that. You may want to go matchups. You may want to, you know, you may want to consider what they call streaming defense, where you just look at the best defensive matchup this week and pick up that defense. DeAndre Swift's a hit or miss. I get it. You know, I've been lukewarm on him, but you know, if he's available and it, and it works out, great. I know you said that was an auto pick for him, so be it. Uh, looking at Ryan Tannehill, I, I think that's a great find there to back up Josh uh, Josh Allen. Uh, Washington defense, I, I, I like that defense better than I like the Bills. So if you're, not, if you're not required to carry two defense, go ahead and drop the Bills and uh, run with Washington's defense. Washington can get after the quarterback. And, again, that's going to create turnovers and create problems. Devin Singletary is going to be hit or miss. Marquise Hollywood Brown is going to be hit or miss. Dawson Knox, hit or miss pick. Tyler Bass should be a premium kicker because I think they're going to score a lot of points in Buffalo this year. And Devontae Parker is not a bad guy to have on your bench. Overall, this team may get a B-minus from me. Yeah, you know, I mean, looking at Johns, I mean, he's he's got – He's got his bills. He went after a bunch of those, went after the kicker, went after Singletary, went after, you know, a former Bill and Robert Woods, Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, Bill's defense, did a lot there and and, and wanted to get, you know, of course, Stephon Diggs and, and was unable to get him. A Saquon, as you said, got to stay healthy. Najee Harris is that line going to hold up for Pittsburgh, who has had a different back starting for them the in the last three seasons. You know, last season, James Conner, and then before that, Le'Veon Bell was there. So, you know, looking at that, a Juju, he has fallen in a lot of drafts. I mean, this is a guy that, that maybe used to go first round, second round, usually second, third round. Now he's going in the seventh round. He's, you know, he's going later in other places. So 
you know, I like the talent of this. I wouldn't go two kickers and two defenses. He got two good defenses, though, and he got two good kickers. I, you know, Marquise Hollywood Brown, that rests on what Baltimore is going to be able to do. And, and, you know, Lamar obviously runs the ball more than anybody else, and now he kind of has to. So, you know, we'll see how they use Gus and whatnot and how they check down. But, you know, I think Mark Andrews is arguably, you know, the go-to, but Marquise is the top wide receiver on the team, and Mark Andrews had a lower season last season. So, you know, you're taking some chances here, but you're getting a lot of talent. You're getting a lot of names that are supposed to come through. So, you know, you're going to give them a, Mike, you said a B minus or a B. Yeah, so Mike goes with a B minus. I'm going to say I'm going to give... I'm going to give a B. I'm going to give a B to, to John on this one. I'm going to have to go with a B. Uh, next one up that we have here, cooking for more. This is Matt Essif's team. Uh, he has Delvin Cook, third overall, DeAndre Hopkins, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Terry McLaurin, James Robinson, who he took from me in the fifth round, a pick before me, uh, Chris Carson, T. Higgins, Logan Thomas. You can tell I'm not better. Seahawks quarterback Russell Wilson in the ninth round. Debo Sam is his first quarterback. Debo Samuel, Michael Thomas, Tyler Higby, Cortland Sutton, AJ Dillon, Browns quarterback Baker Mayfield in round 15, Bucks defense or pardon me, Broncos defense in 16th round, Trey Sermon, and then Brian McManus, the Denver kicker in the 18th round. Yeah, I'm searching through these. What's the quarterback again? It's uh, the quarterback is Russell Wilson. It's cooking for more, so it should be Delvin Cook, DeAndre Hopkins, and looking at Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, I got it now. Yeah, I like Russell Wilson. I mean, what's not like about Russell Wilson leading your team? Russell Wilson's continually in the top five year in year out. It's a safe pick, yet a good pick. It's not, you know, uh, you probably got him as the, you know, third or fourth quarterback off the board. But, you know, he's worthy of being one of the top two, just not not early, not 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 in preseason. You'll see, though, as the end of the year comes, he's a top five quarterback. Dalvin Cook stays healthy. He's going to have a great year. Clyde Edwards. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, I think they're going to let him loose a little more. I think we're going to see a stair-step year from him. He's going to continue to grow like Josh Allen did last year. DeAndre Hopkins should continue to put up numbers. Terry McLaurin, I don't think Curtis Samuel's going to hurt him. I think it's going to help him. Having Ryan Fitzpatrick at the quarterback position. Logan Thomas, he was the number three tight end last year, so that's good. James Robinson with the jersey number change, and there's a thing uh, James Robinson uh, tweeted or put out on Facebook. I saw it through Facebook Messenger from a friend of mine. I guess he changed his number from 30 to 25. And what he's going to do is he says, you know, send him a picture of you wearing his old jersey, and he's going to set it up where he autographs that one for you. So that's a cool deal. He's reaching out to the fans that way. And uh, Chris Carson, I, I've always liked Chris Carson. I've always thought he was undervalued. He just needs to stay healthy and stay on the field. Broncos D should be okay, but again, I would I would stream defenses, especially in this league. T. Higgins should get his share of the ball. People are concerned with Jamar Chase being there. And, you know, there's only one ball, but I think they're going to be able to share that. And I'll say with Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk was able to step up and shine. We've seen Debo Samuel do it and have flashes of brilliance, so hopefully that'll continue. Tyler Higby, strong tight end. I don't think he's the tight end for you for this league, you know, unless you're required to carry two tight ends. You know, I might consider another position there, especially because you got Logan Thomas. You just need a one-week fill-in primarily. Court and Sutton. 
quiet preseason. He's been injured from last year. Still, I think he's going to have a good year. A.J. Dillon, you know, how much is he going to get to take the field? Is Kyleen Hill going to take some of his touches? We'll have to see. Baker Mayfield. That's a big question mark for me. He, he's got the weapons around him. He needs to put the rest of it together this year. Trey Sermon, rookie running back, I like him a lot. He's going to split carries with Mozart. Michael Pittman, I like him a lot because, well, T.Y. Hilton's out. So those, those throws got to go to somebody. I think I think uh, Pittman's the man. And Michael Thomas, he's got him on the IR. It's a smart thing to do to get a guy like that, put him on IR, because when he comes back in week eight or so, you can use him to help you get that playoff push late in the year. So all in all, I do see value in this team. I do see this team winning a lot of games. I'm going to give this team an A-. minus. Yeah, you know, and, and, and Matt drafted in another one of my leagues, and you – Put him in the A world as well. So obviously he's staying consistent, which is good. And I know he'll be very excited to hear that uh, this morning on the show. So sh- shout out to you, Maddie, getting an A minus for Mr. Sofia, getting in the A worlds, like I said, in two leagues that he's drafted in. Uh, Delvin Cook and DeAndre Hopkins, I'm a big fan. Uh, Mike, well, this is the thing, Mike. You know, Matt listens to the show and him and I talk a lot. So, you know, when I look at his picks and I'm like, oh, well, you went with it? He's like, yeah, you you know, like you said he was the top guy. And you went with that. Well, he's like, yeah, you made me think of James Robinson. So, you know, again, you know, Mike's, Mike and I talk about the fact we're going to give you the best advice we can. And, you know, sometimes that means you draft somebody that we want above us. Sometimes that means you want when you play, you know, when you play up against us, you're going to bring it. But that's what we want. We want you to bring it. We want this to be a true fight. You know, and and so that's 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 just how it is. I mean, I, I look at this and I say, wow, I make these picks, and it makes sense because Matt's heard me talk about this stuff, and and I'm not taking credit for what he's doing. I'm just saying the conversation that we've had of this, you know, it makes sense picking these guys, and you know, growing in this respect for the players that he has on the team because I already have it. So you know, the AJ Dillons of the world and whatnot. So I'm gonna I'm gonna give you know, you're gonna give Maddie an A minus. I'm gonna give Matt an. I think Matt's coming this year. I think he's coming for it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna go with an A minus. So I'm gonna stick with A minus here. And then fully caffeinated is our last team that we have here before we go to mine, which Mike will be grading. I will I don't grade my own teams. So and Mike doesn't grade his just out of fairness. So Lawrence doing his thing, fully caffeinated. He's excited about his team that he has and for Lawrence Tompkins, who played Marywood basketball and is an alum of that, he has Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Darren Waller, Chiefs quarterback Pat Mahomes, Miles Sanders, Chris Godwin, Chase Edmonds, Laviscus Chenault, Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts, William William Fuller V, Damian Harris, Steelers defense in the 12th round, Cole Beasley, Michael Gallup, Janu Smith, Dolphins quarterback, Tua in the 16th round, which gives him three quarterbacks on his team, and then he and two former Alabama quarterbacks. Ironic. And then he has Patriots defense to back up the Steelers D and Graham Gano, the Giants kicker. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I like this team a lot. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is your quarterback. How can you go wrong? Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb. If I saw both of those guys on a real team in the NFL, and you, you basically do Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you know, that's a, that's a scary duty that. 
duo there, Aaron Jones and Nick Chubb. Chris Godwin's dinged up. I don't think he's going to play. Hopefully he's listening. Hopefully he's going to make the adjustment there. LaVisca Chenault's a great pick. He, you know, they, they had a whole offensive scheme, a whole series worked out for Travis Etienne to be the feature guy. That's now going to be uh, LaVisca Chenault. You're going to see him on jet sweeps. You're going to see him on uh, carries. You're going to see him on slants. You're going to see him on fly patterns. You're going to see him on everything. Uh, Darren Waller, that's a great pick, of course. Uh, I, I don't need to tell anybody that. You know that already. Miles Sanders, is he going to continue on his trek upward, or is he going to get injured again? Him and Barkley, you know, they came from the same background, and they've had the same history with injuries there almost. Chase Edmonds, I like him a lot. A lot of people have been down on him. I think he's been underdrafted. Patriot defense, that's a top-five defense right there. Jalen Hurts, the jury's out, but you got uh, Pat Mahomes. You don't care. Will Fuller. I, I, you know, I might drop him in this size league because he's suspended for like six games or so. You probably come back and pick him up later. You know, go pick up, you know, a, another running back if you can. I'm sure they're out there in this league. Uh, Damian Harris, that's a that's you know that's the guy to have. But you know, another guy you may pick up instead of Wolf or maybe Ramondre Stevenson, and you might say who he's going to be. The, the big back. He's the LeGarrette Blunt, if you would, in the New England Patriot backfield. Uh, Pittsburgh defense, I think they're rated overall number one defense week to week to have so far, you know, in the preseason here anyway. Cole Beasley, you know, the only question I have him, and it's unfair of me to even say this, but, you know, he's not, not a vaccinated player, so if he's in close contact with a player who tests positive, he's going to be out longer than your standard receiver would, so watch that situation closely. Michael Gallup should have an okay year with Dallas now that the, all those other moving pieces should be healthy this year. Johnny Smith, right now he's the one to own. If you're going to own Hunter Henry or Johnny Smith, he's the one, but you know it doesn't really matter for you because you're going to start Waller week in, week out. And then the Dolphins quarterback, too, I think he's going to have a a surprising year this year. I think he's going to surprise people. So, you know, maybe if there's a Dolphin fan or somebody that needs a quarterback, you trade with with them midseason. You know, I, I'm I'm always hip to who everybody's favorite team is, who their college is, who all that is. So when I'm drafting and maybe later on in the year, I already know that information, and you know, I'm more apt to do a trade with someone if I know some background on them and I guess my attention to to what they're going to want in a trade, fair or not. That's kind of what I do. And, you know, you pull off successful trades like that where both sides, you know, get a benefit out of it. And, you're, you know, it's hard to do trades. A lot of people don't trade in, in fantasy football. And, you know, I'm not saying you have to. More times than not, when you're using my drafting system, you're not going to have to trade. But, you know, injuries and stuff comes up. So we're looking at that. Overall, I'm going to give this team an A, a solid A. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm going to do the same thing. I'm giving this team an A as well. So I think Lawrence uh, Lawrence knows what he's doing. He does a good job. So I got to give him an A on this, and I, I like it. You know, Aaron Jones, Nick Chubb, Darren Waller, Pat Mahomes, you know, arguably the, the best four chosen, you know, in that. And he was at he was at the uh, end of the snake. So he was number eight. So he went one to eight, eight to one. So he was able to get Jones and Chubb at the back end of round one, front end of round two, respectively, and then have Waller and, and Pat Mahomes come all the way back to him and then get Miles Sanders and Chris Godwin. And just a, a lot of good stuff here, a lot of value at the end. Uh, was able to get the John New Smith, you know, in, in, in the 15th round pick. You know, Michael Gallup, who I think will do something and could be good as a flex. Cole Beasley, who's a true flex. So I like it. I'm with it.
am giving it an A. Last one is called DJ Iceman. Why, you ask? Because that was my DJ name when I was on the air with my radio shows at VMFM 91.5, 91.7 at Marywood University when I did music shows. And so uh, DJ Iceman, my team, I was fourth overall pick, and I did this when I was fourth overall in another draft as I drafted Derrick Henry. Then I finally got the elusive Stephon Diggs, DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, Amari Cooper, Josh Jacobs, Javante Williams, Kareem Hunt. I got my quarterback in Tom Brady in round number nine, Bucks team quarterback, Jerry Judy, Robert Tanyan, Mike Davis, Dallas Goddard. Then I went and got Joe Burrow, who bailed me out last year with like 51 points in a week. So Joe Burrow is my backup in the 14th round. Jalen Waddell in round 15. Dolphins defense, Rodrigo Blankenship, the indie kicker. And Chuba Hubbard was my Mr. Irrelevant in round number 18. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I, I think Brady's going to have a better year than people think. I see him going in the sixth round, which is basically like the sixth or seventh quarterback. I think he's going to be a top five quarterback this year. I mean, think about what he did last year on a COVID year where he was getting in trouble and thrown out of public parks for trying to get together with players to get things going. And it showed come Super Bowl time, whatever extra you know stuff they get. At one point, they were seven and five. Not even sure if they're going to make the playoffs. Then they go on a tremendous run toward the end. The defensive line pulls it together. And Tom Brady being Tom Brady, you could see everything started to click with him and the team. Derrick Henry, got to like him. He's worthy of being the number one pick. Uh, my only thing is, are they going to use him too much? Have they been using him too much? So we'll see how, how he's affected. Josh Jacobs should be in for a good year again. I don't think Kenyon Drake's going to cut into too much of his time, but I would monitor that running back the most out of all of them in the in the draft so far. Stephon Diggs, I think he's worthy of being the number one wide receiver on anybody's team. DK Metcalf, again, super fast, and the guy that, that I want on my team. Robert Tanya is the red zone guy. He's the 20-yard line in, and he's the guy that can get things done for you in the red zone. But I don't know, maybe there's better options out there. Monitor the tight end situation. I'm not saying put Dallas Goddard in. Start with Robert Tanya, but you know, look, see who else is available. Justin Jefferson, I think he's going to have a top five receiver year. Amari Cooper should have a top 10 year. Uh, Dolphins defense is going to be okay. They're a top 10 defense for me. But again, I like to, I like to stream those defenses. Javonta Williams, I like to bench here. Javonta Williams, who should be a number one by the end of the year. Kareem Hunt, who's capable of being the number one on anybody else's team. Jerry Judy, same. Mike Davis, is he going to continue to put up big numbers now that he's the prime back in in Atlanta? Uh, Dallas Goddard, again, I, I, it's going to be hit or miss. You know, Zach Ertz was the most targeted receiver for Jalen Hurts in preseason, but I don't think that means anything for Dallas Goddard. I think when, you know, time to hit the field, I think you're going to see Goddard shine above Ertz. Uh, Joe Burrow, I like him a lot. It's interesting to see how he's going to continue to work on that leg. And Jalen Waddle, I think he was the best receiver in the draft. And Chuba Hubbard, I like that pick a lot because, well, Christian McCaffrey has gotten injured in the past. And if you watch preseason Carolina football, you'd see a lot of Christian McCaffrey in Chuba Hubbard. So that's not a bad pick. I give this team an A. That coming from Mr. Sofka, giving DJ Iceman my team for my Marywood Alumni League an A. I'll take it. Gracias. So I will. I will gladly take. Uh, I'll take an A. I'll take the A. I want. That's what I want. So that's how I am. 
with every single with every single class I've ever taken. That's that's what Papa wants. I want an A all day, all the time. So I'll take it. I appreciate it, and I thank you for it, Mr. Sofka. We'll take a step aside for a fast break. When we come back, it's week one fantasy. Mike and I are going to be giving you our week one thoughts on every single matchup. We will be telling you who to play in each matchup, and we'll be noting some injuries, and we'll be picking our predicted winners of each team in that, too. So we'll be telling you in real life who we think is going to win the game, and in fantasy life, who we think is going to help you win your fantasy week. It's all coming up here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets that thing called life inside the Cafe Kubal Studios. Avicoli is located on the corner of Route 57 and Wetzel Road in Liverpool, New York. Is your neighbor that's been there for decades. Head off to Avicoli's today for lunch, dinner, and drinks. They are open on their pizza casual side and also open on their so open on the pizza casual side, open there for your for fine dining, and of course open outside right now as the weather prevails. And they have their bar right there for you as well. So make sure that you go over and definitely. Uh, get yourself some Avicolis today. I love Avicolis and everything that they do for our community. And, of course, that margarita pizza. Call 315-622-5100 today to place your order. That's 315-622-5100 for takeout, delivery, and catering. You can also get in touch with them and order online at myavicolis.com. That's my A-V-I-C-O-L-L-I-S.com. Canine Camp Dog Daycare and Canine Campground Dog Boarding has an endorsement from Lily. And what else do you need after that with us going there and appreciating the fact that they take care of all of our furry-loving friends? No matter what the size of your dog, they make sure that the dogs feel safe, they feel comfortable, and that they're taken care of. When you go to Canine Camp Dog Daycare, you got their daycare there. You also have dog grooming, and you have a store to buy food, harnesses, leashes, and so much more at the dog daycare on 228 Old Bridge Street in East Syracuse. You can call them at 315-437-7110 to make an appointment today. That's 315-437-7110. And then, of course, you can get in touch with them by going to Canine Camp Dog Boarding. If you need some longer-term care for your furry-loving friends, you can find them out at the Canine Campground on 242 Johnson Street in East Syracuse. And you can make an appointment for your dog by calling 315-299-4013. That's 315-299-4013. And the campground has each dog having their own lodging. So each dog has their own room, so to speak, which is really awesome. So inside of the big room, they have their own separate place, which is which is really great. And they can eat there, lay on their bed. Some of them have TVs to watch for those of your dogs that watch TV. And I definitely have had that. So you can uh, you can have some fun with that as well. PB&J's Lunchbox, located on 663 Old Liverpool Road in Liverpool, New York, now has a location for when you're driving around looking for their food truck because you're jonesing for that food from PB&J's Lunchbox, including their award-winning grilled peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Now you can go right to 663 Old Liverpool Road, Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. and get the entire menu. 
So if you like the menu they have when they're at the food truck rodeos and different things going on, you're going to love the cafe because it's all that and more. It's all that in a bag of chips because you can get chips when you're there too. So I have to say that. PB&J's Lunchbox, located by the Thruway, the Highway, Destiny, USA, and Onondaga Lake Parkway. Open Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 7 p.m. Go see them today at 663 Old Liverpool Road in Liverpool, New York, and answer the question, what's in your lunchbox? Victory Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, 791 Old, pardon me, 791 West Genesee Street in Skinny Atlas, New York. Skinny Atlas Lake, right down the road from Victory Sports Medicine and Orthopedics. There for you to care for you, be there for you, lead you, and help you on your personal path to victory. Whatever your injury, head to toe. Call them today at 315-685-7544 for preventative care, rehab, as well as physical therapy, laser therapy, and surgery. Victory Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, 315-685-7544. With that being stated, Mike and I are back in the studio doing our thing inside of the Fantasy Football Power Hour. And we got these graphics up for you. The entire schedule is here with us as Mike and I will present to you week one of the 2021-2022 NFL season. I can't believe I'm saying it. I'm so excited about it. i got to jump into it. First game is going to be played is the return of Dak Prescott and the return of the reigning Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas at Tampa. Mike, what do you got and who's winning the game? Yeah, it's going to be a great game to start the year with. I, I don't see Tom Brady losing a night game. I don't see him losing at home. I don't see him losing against Dallas. So let's get that out of the way. First half out of the shoot. I think they're going to go ahead and win. I think the Bucks are going to win this game handily. The line is eight. I wouldn't be surprised to see that covered. Uh, looking at the, the squads here, I got both quarterbacks ranked close to each other. Number six, number seven, Tom Brady and Dak Prescott respectively. I think they're going to put in top ten performances this week. Zeke Elliott's the, the number one running back in the game. I have him ranked number four. Well, you know, playoff Lenny and Ronald Jones are in the, in the low 30s, so that should tell you something there. Looking at the, the wide receivers, the highest ranked receiver I have on the field is C.D. Lamb. Amari Cooper's right behind him. And I did have Chris Godwin right behind those guys, but I'm real worried he's not going to make the game. Bumping up Mike Evans to his spot at 15. Uh, looking at tight ends, you know, it's really hard to peg one tight end for either one of these teams. You know, I don't see, you know, Dallas putting out a tight end. It's going to shock me. I don't see Blake Jarwin being the MVP of this game. I don't even know if Dalton Schultz is going to make the field. Rob Gronkowski, 14, just because that old familiarity with Tom Brady, I think he's a red zone threat there. Uh, you know, the other tight ends on, on Tampa are worthy. It's just, I, I, it's hard. There's only one football. Okay, so I got O.J. Howard and Cameron Brayton in the 30s and 40s, respectively, here. And again, sorry to ruin it, but, you know, I, I came first half out of the shoot with the winner, and uh, that's still how I feel at the end of this coverage here. I think Tampa's going to win the game handily. Yeah, you know, and, and, and so, I mean, Tampa's going to have – I mean, obviously everybody's going to be gunning for them, and I keep getting asked a question. I was just asked the question again, uh, who's winning the Super Bowl? And I was like, as long as he's in the league, Tom Brady has a shot. So, you know, I think, again, he's got another shot to make it happen here, and this is going to be an interesting matchup. So uh, as we have this here, we have Cowboys at the Bucks, and Mike is going with Tampa Bay. Mike goes with the Bucks. And I am also 
going with the Bucks in this matchup. Although, I am excited. I'm very excited that Dak's coming back. I'm not excited that Dak's coming back and has to play the Bucks, But I am happy. I mean, this is a man who... You know, was injured and, and, and knocked out of last season, and now you got a defense that's going to come out and attack you and try and knock you down a plenty of times. I mean, for a, for a guy who's returning to football after being hit, you're going to get hit day one. I mean, this I mean, this is this is not the game that I, I mean. Obviously, everybody's going to play physical, but this is not the game that I would want with this defense that's running all over the field and just doing what they do and winning Super Bowls and whatnot because everybody talks about Tom Brady, but he threw multiple interceptions. This defense saved his butt in the Super Bowl. So for your uh, typical starters here. And then for Tampa, uh, just to make a, a note here, Antonio Brown's knee injury, he didn't practice. He's questionable. I uh, didn't practice earlier on this week. Uh, Chris Godwin, he was a limited par participant in practice on Tuesday. He's also questionable, so monitor his quad injury, uh, which Mike obviously brought up. So there's those two to look at, really, uh, Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin. I'm surprised uh, Antonio Brown getting drafted, and in some drafts getting drafted uh, pretty high. So interesting to see that. Uh, Greg, thanks for the note, said solid draft DT. Uh, Greg said, Zeke has a tough matchup this week against a very good Tampa Bay run defense. Biggest point spread of the week, by the way. So, uh, Cowboys at Bucks. Mike and I are both going. But on, you know, the side of it, I mean, I think Dak, this isn't the week to play Dak. I, I like Dak as your quarterback, and he is my quarterback in certain places of my fantasy football challenge. But I don't think this week Dak is your guy. If you have to, then you can. But I think he is a high-end two this week because he's playing the Bucks and it's his return and, you know, getting comfortability. I mean, he could go off for four touchdowns. He really could. There's one of two ways Dak is going to come into this thing, you know. So, I mean, do I think this could be a two-touchdown, two-interception day? I think he's either going to be quiet or he's going to be loud. So, I, I don't want to tell – I mean, if Dak is your guy and that's the guy you drafted to be your starter and your backup is somebody, you know, not of high note, then, you know, may, then okay, you got to go with him. But – I think he could go big. I don't want people to get mad at me if he does. And I said, ah, don't. I'm just concerned about the defense he's playing up against. So I think Dak is good, but I think he's a low-end one, high end, probably a high-end two quarterback this week. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, this is not the week I would play him. If you're going to play three running backs, he can be one of your three, but he wouldn't be my number one overall. I'm okay with Amari Cooper in Tampa Bay. I think, you know, Tampa Bay's defense and special teams, you can you can consider playing them. If you have that, like we do in our leagues where it's not individual defensive players, but it's a unit. So I look at that. I would play Tom Brady, uh, Leonard Fournette, and Ronald Jones. This is going to be an interesting thing. Giovanni Bernard, uh, Giovanni, a low-end flex. Ronald Jones, I would say a wide uh, running back four. I would say Fournette is a running back two. Uh, Mike Evans is a starter. For you at wide receiver, Godwin, monitor his injury. Antonio Brown, monitor his injury. Scotty Miller, if you need somebody, you're desperate, somebody got hurt, somebody's on IR, you got an extra spot on your team, grab him as a potential flex this week and watch the Brown-Godwin scenario because if either one of those guys is out, Scotty Miller might get a big-time play in this game. And then for Gronk and O.J. Howard, you know, I would say Gronk is a tight end two, and I would say O.J. Howard's a low-end tight end one is how I would have it for this. And as Mike and I already said, we're going to pick the Bucks. Next game that we have up, Mr. Safka, as you can see them here on your screen inside of the Fantasy Football Power Hour presented by the Wildcat Sports Pub. We got the matchups here. Sunday starts off with Philadelphia at Atlanta, the Battle of the Nest at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. What do you got? Yeah, you know, this is going to be a telltale game for a bunch of people, and the people I'm talking about are 
Kyle Pitts, is he going to stand up to, to what everybody thinks at, at tight end? Which tight end is going to be the guy for, for the Eagles here? Ertz again, big in preseason. Goddard, is he going to take that role back over? Didn't even look like Ertz was going to be on a team a few months ago. Then you got the Falcons losing Julio Jones. Calvin Ridley's got to step up. Mike Davis, this is his opportunity. Comes in as the number one. You know, so this is this game has a lot of questions for me. But you know, looking at quarterback, I, I tend to like Jalen Hurts a little better than Matt Ryan in this game. I think he's got that dual threat thing happening. I don't think Matt Ryan can stand in the in the pocket like a statue. I think he's going to have to get out and move around, and they should do they they should be okay by running a lot of play action to freeze up that eighth man or freeze up somebody in the box so then they can throw it over the top to a Calvin Ridley or the guy with the seven foot wingspan and Kyle Pitts you know looking at the receivers here I I I don't know if I can count on anybody from Philadelphia is Devonta Smith not injured is is he a hundred percent here you know what about Greg Ward Jalen Rager we're gonna see him break out this year so there's a lot of questions on the passing side here Miles Sanders should get things done for them running the ball but he's number 18 this week so you know I I look at the question mark on the team is really on the Philly surrounding players i like jalen hurts a little better but you know what kind of what, what kind of participation are we going to see from the receivers here you know calvin ridley is going to be a top five receiver this week and then of course kyle pitts is going to have his day he's going to be number six on my ranking this week and you know looking at this game it's in atlanta and that's the only difference i have in this game is home field i think atlanta's going to squeak this one out yeah, you know, I mean, Jalen Hurts, It's is he talented? Yes. Is he capable? Yes. Can he do some things? Yes. And the question is, can it be consistent? What's it going to look like? Is he going to is he gonna take off and run? Is he going to stay in the pocket? How is he going to look? I mean, that's a, still a question mark. Interesting here that behind him, Joe Flacco's still in the league and Gardner Minshew's there too. So, you know, I think on Philadelphia's side, uh, Jalen Hurts in this matchup, just because Atlanta's defense is nothing to – you know, right home about. I think Jalen Hurts is a quarterback one for you. Is he the highest of the high? No, but I think he's pretty high this week because I, you know, I, I just believe he'll be able to take care of business and do some good things with his feet and through the air. Uh, Miles Sanders is worth the play for you as well. Watch Kenneth Gainwell. A lot of leagues had him picked him up. Just watch him. Watch him and just kind of keep it. He's one of those guys to keep an eye on. It's week one, but by week four, did you miss or did you make? So Mike and I are telling you about him now. Mike and I have spoken about him before. So just keep him as one of those players in your pocket. There's a list. He's on that list. So put him there and watch him this week. Just do yourself a due diligence. Go to the Wildcat Sports Pub where all the games are played and keep one of your eyes roving on that Philly-Atlanta game on Sunday. Devontae Smith, he's the number one guy, even though he's a rookie. Jalen Rieger was drafted last year. He's in the second year. He's the number two guy. Question marks here. Devontae could be electrifying, but people are worried that he's skinny. You know, he can that that he'll that he'll break easily. So you know, hopefully that doesn't happen and he stays healthy. Uh, Devontae, I would say, is a flex for you this week. Uh, Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. You know, Dallas Goddard, I would say, is a tight end too. Ertz, I, I he's behind Dallas right now, and again, you're gonna have to watch this game. 
because the the saga of of Zach Ertz is just very confusing. He was like their poster child, the face of the franchise, and then he falls away. He's going to get traded. Then he doesn't get traded. Now he's still on the team, but he, you know, I thought he was going to like ceremoniously pass the torch to Dallas Goddard and with everything going on in the offseason it was anything but ceremonious and so now he's still there he's still entrenched and what's that going to look like are they going to trade him during the season so a lot of question marks with that so just kind of watch that as far as injuries go uh, really nothing to worry too much about here when it comes to Philadelphia so nothing of note there as far as Atlanta goes injury wise to give you a quick note here I would say uh, really there's not much of anything here, just uh, backups that you're looking at at this point, like A.J. McCarron's on injured reserve, but that's behind, obviously, your starter, Matt Ryan. So nothing in Atlanta either. Uh, Matty Ryan's worth the play in this game. Mike Davis, I like him as a running back, too, in this. And then we have uh, Calvin Ridley. Russell Gage has risen to number two. Watch that. Another guy to circle like Kenneth Gainwell and grab and stash or just wait. I think Russell Gage is worth picking up now and stashing him. I picked him up in the draft later on, but it's up to you what you want to do. I think Gage is one of those names that's going to pop up and you're going to be pissed that you didn't get him. So watch that. He had good numbers last year as he was starting to get going. Uh, Ridley, watch what he's going to do as a starter, but he's worth the play. Kyle Pitts, I know he's a rookie, but he's worth the play. I'm going to go with, uh, Mike went with the Falcons in this game. Oh boy, this is a tough one for me. I think the Falcons have more firepower. And so I'll lean with them just a little bit. It's a hard choice because I think Philadelphia can squeak this one out, but I'm going to give it to the Falcons. Next one up, Mr. Sofka, that we have here on our fantasy football week one. I can't believe it's week one coverage in Sunday as we'll go to the next game. Pittsburgh at Buffalo. What do you got? Yeah, it's going to be a great game. You know, I think the, you know, the opportunity for Pittsburgh to Pittsburgh buffalo to continue their great run with josh allen as he's improved greatly over the past year he's had like a 50 percent approval on his qb rating and on a number of passing yards i think he was around 3,000 passing yards to 4,500 or something last year it was just insane and he could run with the ball as well i think buffalo's at the better at back on the field i got josh allen as number two i got uh you know, Ben Roethlisberger in the 20s this week. Looking at the running backs, I, I this is one area where it could be a little bit different. Najee Harris is the best running back on the field. He's number 13 on my ranking. And then, you know, you, you take a look at, at Buffalo's Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. They're in the 30s this week. Uh, Pittsburgh does have, you know, an ability to stop the run and slow things down there. And that's the one thing that could keep this game interesting. Keeping the game interesting is what Stephon Diggs is going to do. He's a number two wide receiver I have this week. And then I'm looking at Pittsburgh. Chase Claypool is the highest-ranked receiver I have at, at 32. And then you go down to uh, – I'm sorry, Deontay Johnson's at 29, Chase Claypool's at 32. So you kind of see where my mind's at on how this game is going to go. Looking at the the tight ends, I don't see a tight end that I would have as, you know, a starter. I don't think any one of these guys is going to shine. I can't I can't put a Dawson Knox out there. I can't even put an Eric Ebron out there. I'd just rather not. These guys are all in the 20s and 30s on my ranking. I think Buffalo's got the better team. I think Pittsburgh's got um, you know, a great defense, but I don't think it's going to be enough to stop Buffalo. I got Buffalo winning this game big. Yeah, I mean, my how the tables have turned over the last few years that 
you just feel so good about Buffalo now. I mean, I feel good about them going to the AFC Championship game. And, you know, I mean, the Buffalo Bills, this is the best I've felt about them in a long time, you know, and maybe ever as an adult because I was a kid when Jim Kelly was playing. So, you know, I, I like what they're doing. I like what's out there. Big Ben is a quarterback, too. Nowadays, he's got to stay healthy. He has to stay healthy for this team to succeed. Uh, Najee Harris is a running back, too, on the lower end. Anthony McFarland's on injury reserve till week five. Just make a note. Uh, I would say watch Najee Harris and also watch Benny Snell and Kalen Balaj. Put them on your list. What is that list, folks? Let's play it again. Russell Gage, Kenneth Gainwell, Benny Snell, Kalen Balaj. Make your, make your DT list and stuff it away because you're going to need to have it. Deontay Johnson is is here as the number one receiver over Juju, and then Chase Claypool, and then James Washington, and then Ray Ray McLeod for Pittsburgh. Uh, Deontay Johnson's worth the play as a wide receiver two. Juju a wide receiver two. Chase Claypool as a potential flex. I don't know how well he he's going to do in this game. Claypool might be quiet, and I feel like Claypool is going to be the type of player this season. At least I feel this way at this moment that you're going to like him some weeks and get really pissed in other weeks. He got me a point. He got me 14. Oh, he got 30. So I think Chase is going to be that guy that's on and off. And that's just something that you're going to need to watch. And that's why I say a flex. But this week, I would probably leave him off. Eric Ebron, eh, not even looking at that, to be completely honest. Uh, Injury-wise, Stephon Diggs, wide receiver, knee injury, has left him questionable. So just watch that. And as far as the Pittsburgh Steelers injuries go, uh, I mentioned McFarlane. That's the only one of note here who's not back until week five. On Buffalo's side, play Josh Allen, uh, Devin Singletary, and Zach Moss. I think that these guys are going to put themselves in a better footing. Listen, the the <laughs> the pedal to the metal was on them last year, right? They were pushing them last year. They were supposed to do something last year. Then they really didn't do a ton. So then people backed off for this year, which I think is great for these guys to get reacclimated and redetermine who they are and reassert themselves and find their identity. So I like Singletary and Moss as flex guys for you this week. I like Diggs as long as he's healthy enough to go. Gabriel Davis is number four on this depth chart I'm looking at, and I don't believe he's a he's below Sanders and Beasley. I like Gabe Davis. Play him. He's a wide receiver three this week, arguably. And uh, tight ends, Dawson Knox, that's a no from me. And I'm going to go with the Bills. Next game up, Mr. Sofka, that we have to share with the world is Minnesota at Cincinnati. What do you got? Yeah, this is going to be a very interesting game. I'm very interested in watching this. I'm excited for this game here. You know, I'm looking at the quarterback situation, and, you know, I like Joe Burrow. I think he's going to be an outstanding quarterback. I think he still has to prove some things, and last year's injury is kind of a setback for him. But I got him ranked number 13 this week, and I got Cousins at 20. Going over to running backs, both prime, prime running backs, you know, in this game, our top 10 running backs this week with Dalvin Cook being number three and Joe Mixon being number nine. Uh, the rest of the guys just fall off into the 30s there are not, not startable. Looking at the wide receivers here, I definitely like Justin Jefferson. I think he's going to end the year with top five numbers. Right now, he's number seven in this game here. I got Adam Thielen at 21, T. Higgins at 22, and I got Jamar Chase at 24, Tyler Boyd at 30. 
I'm not really starting any of the tight ends in this game anywhere, not even in Bailey, so I'm going to stay away. But I think that this is going to be a, a toss-up type kind of game. I'm surprised Minnesota is favored in this game. Just maybe they just haven't seen enough from the Bengals' defense, and maybe they haven't seen enough from Joe Burrow with his leg. So, again, those lines sometimes more than not, they're not saying that Minnesota is definitely three points, or in this case, basically six points because they're the visitor, even though lines three you usually get three for being the home team because it's tough to win on the road in the nfl say is i'm not sure that minnesota's that's 50 percent of the money on one side 50 percent of the other and that's why the line moves when a lot of money goes one way the line will move to reflect that it's not about that team all of a sudden being better it's about splitting the money so vegas can't lose and they'll get their 10 percent big in the middle there so i'm looking at this game they got viking vikings favorite in this game i'm gonna go with an upset here because i really feel this game could go either way i'm gonna take cincinnati yeah, you know, I'm going to take Cincinnati as well, and I don't think it's going to be an upset. So I don't see it as that way. Uh, Irv is out. Irv Smith uh, with, an, with his meniscal injury with his knee, so God willing, he gets better soon. He's on injured reserve. And then uh, besides that, we have to look at the fact that, uh, well, D.D. Westbrook from the Jaguars, just <laughs> just like Yannick Ngakwe from Jacksonville to Minnesota, but not through a trade, uh, he actually... Uh, Jacksonville got nothing when D.D. left as an unrestricted free agent as opposed to getting a second-round pick for Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, D.D. has a knee ACL injury. He's questionable for week one. God be with him. Uh, Justin Jefferson, shoulder and AC joint. He's questionable for week one. And Thielen is questionable for week one with a thigh injury. So you got a lot of guys there that are notable. Alexander Madison, undisclosed injury at running back, is questionable for week one. So just watch if all those guys aren't in that. There's really nothing to worry about with Cincinnati. So they should be full go. Uh, Minnesota's Kirk Cousins, he's your backup in, in in most leagues, I would say, unless you waited too long to get a quarterback. He's not a bad quarterback, and his numbers are good. His numbers at the end of the season might shock you, but Kirk Cousins is a quarterback, too. Uh, Delvin Cook is worth the play in this game. If, if they're healthy, Jefferson and Thielen are good to go. If not, K.J. Osborne, the guy that came from the University of Buffalo to Miami that I interviewed a couple years ago, he's going to be your starter. So make a note of that. But if Jefferson and Thielen are good to go, they're both questionable. Hopefully that means they'll be all right. If I've learned anything in life, questionable in the NFL means probably going to play. So just watch that because both of them are worth the play. Of course, Delvin Cook is worth your play as well. Minnesota's got a lot of weapons, and I think people underestimate that because they don't look at them all together at the same time. Joe Burrow, I think in this matchup, is worth the play. If It depends on what you have. Because this is a guy that can put up 50-plus. I know he's coming back from injury. I know that's something to look at. And I know in the Dak Prescott thing, I'm a little concerned. But I feel good about Joe Burrow in this game. So depending on what you have at quarterback, send us a direct message and we'll answer you. Uh, Facebook at Wake Up Call DT, Twitter at Call DT, and Instagram at Wake Up Call underscore DT. I'm also going to open up my submission questions. So you can submit your questions to our fantasy football page on wakeupcalldt.com. I'm going to open that up again where you can type to us and send it on the website on wakeupcalldt.com's fantasy football page, and we can answer those there too. But uh, I, I like Joe Burrow in this game. I do. Uh, Joe Mixon, worth the play in the game as well. Tyler Boyd being the number one receiver choice in this depth chart is just wrong. T. Higgins is worth the play. He's a he's a wide receiver too, maybe a lower end. And Jamar T Chase is in his first game, but he knows Joe Burrow, and uh, Joe Burrow's going to throw his way. So I think Jamar is a sneaky flex for you in the matchup. And as I said before, I'm going with Cincinnati in this game. Mike and I are going to go through these a little bit quicker as we are well into 
approaching <laughs> hour three here. So San Francisco and Detroit, Mike, what do you got? Yeah, you know, it's 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 tough for Jimmy Garoppolo. It's going to be tough. And, and even though Detroit's defense is suspect, I got Garoppolo ranked 26 this week. So that ought to tell you something here. We might be seeing Trey Lance. Or Jimmy's going to surprise the world, light everything on fire, and then we're going to see him all of a sudden. Uh, Detroit, I got, I, I got Goff at, at 32. So I'm definitely not playing him. The running back situation is a little bit different than expected. I think I got DeAndre Swift, the highest ranked one at 16. And then San Fran, I got Raheem Mozart at 23. That's because he's going to be sharing a rock with Trey Sermon. Going over to wide receiver, there's nobody really shining. Brandon Ayuk is the highest ranked receiver in the game at 23. And then I, I got to look long and hard before I made Debo Samuels a couple couple points away from him at 28 on my list and just looking at the team Tyrell Williams might be the highest ranked receiver for Detroit at 57 so I'm staying away there the tight ends is where the values that is where the money's at I got TJ Hawkinson at number four and I got George Kittle at number three looking at this game I don't see how Detroit wins this game this is my survivor picnic the San Francisco 49ers yeah you know this is going to be this is one of those games that you might it might be a little bit of a uh, an interesting one where you might look at it and go, wait, who did what and when? So normally when teams go on the West Coast from the East Coast, they struggle. Detroit's you know in the, in the Midwestern region and they get to be at home while San Fran comes to them. I'm going with the Lions in the game. I am. And knowing that, I mean, San Fran could be up 29 to three, but I don't know. I think this game is going to. I think this is going to be an interesting game. I really do. I think the score is going to be weird. I just have a feeling this game's going to get lopsided at some point. I could be wrong about San Fran here, and but I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Detroit at home with San Fran having to travel to them. Jeff Wilson has a meniscal injury. He's on the PUP list, and he'll return in Week Eight. Just to make note of that. And outside of that, uh, Brandon Ayuk, a hamstring injury is left in questionable. Watch those because hamstring injuries are nagging injuries, and they can affect them the whole year. If not, in some cases, their whole career, like Fred Taylor, my favorite running back who played at Jacksonville. Uh, Hawkinson's shoulder AC joints left him questionable for week one, tight end for Detroit. Uh, Tyrell Williams' groin injury, that's another nagging one, is left him questionable at wide receiver for Detroit. So looking at this matchup, going with San Fran first and who you should play. If you have the team quarterback for, back for San Fran, I would put them as two, but they still could be worth uh, – a sneaky little player. If you have two quarterbacks, I'd play them in this. If you can play two in your league, our leagues play one, so I'd leave them off. But a uh, finger injury to Trey Lance has left him questionable, and we'll see what Jimmy G does here as he moves forward with Trey Jimmy, who brought him to a Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Uh, Raheem Mostert, I'm not sold on. I would say he's a low-end running back, too. Trey Sermon, the rookie out of Ohio State, I'd give him a, a, a running back, two status. I think he might eventually take over. I do believe that. Uh, Debo Samuels, a flex. Brandon Ayuk, watch the injury. I would say he's a low end two, high end three at wide receiver. Mohamed Sanu's there now, former Rutgers wide receiver that was with Atlanta and Cincinnati before that. I'd leave him off. Uh, George Kittle is worth the play as a lower end tight end one. And then as we look at the Detroit Lions, I would not play Jared Goff. I agree with Mike on that. Uh, DeAndre Swift is worth your play. A PPR, you can look at Jamal Williams as a potential flex, but I'm not a fan. 
personal, I'm just not St. Brown could be your starter in that case. A lot of non-household names. Amon Ross, St. Brown, Khalif Raymond, Quintez Cephas, Kaderil Hodge, Trinity Benson, and Tom Kennedy. Sounds like people that are running for public office. So we don't know what's going to happen with Detroit here. So I would say lean on DeAndre and Jamal Williams in this game. And TJ Hawkinson is a low-end tight end one. I'm going to pick Detroit and probably kick myself for doing it. But I'm going with the Detroit Lions in this matchup. Next game that we have up, Mike, and we'll speed through these as we want to make sure that we get everybody in. Arizona at Tennessee, what do you got? Yeah, I like this game a lot. There's going to be some splash players. There's going to be some fantasy points in this one. Kyler Murray, number four on my rankings this week. Ryan Tannehill, number 11. Switching over to running back here. You know, this is a this is a situation in Arizona where they're going to count on Chase Edmonds. You're going to see some 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 Connor as well, though. So keep that in mind. But I think Chase Edmonds is going to do just fine. But you know, not so much in this game. I got him 25 on the rankings, and of course, Derrick Henry on the other side, one of the best running backs in football, number six this week. Looking at the wide receivers. There's some great wide receivers in this game. I got Julio Jones at 20, A.J. Brown at 4, and then I also have DeAndre Hopkins tied with A.J. Brown at 4. So there's definitely some interesting receivers. There's definitely some interesting running backs, some quarterbacks, tight ends, and not so much. Stay away. I got Anthony Fisker, the highest-ranked tight end, at 16. I like the home team in this. This is the only difference in the game for me. I like Tennessee. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee being at home, I give them the edge, too. I, I mean, as soon as I looked at this, I said, okay, i got to go with the Titans because they're home. I think there's going to be scoring on, on both sides of this game. I think it's going to be a good. I mean, this is the debut of A.J. Green as a Cardinal. It's the debut of Julio Jones as a Titan, so Kind of cool to see these things coming through. Uh, any injuries of note really quick here to let you know. As far as Arizona goes, there's uh, Max Williams, their tight end, has an illness. Has left him questionable. Hopefully he'll be okay. Uh, undisclosed for DeAndre Hopkins has left him questionable at wide receiver. So I would imagine that'll be okay as well. And then Tennessee, uh, any notes here? Darrington Evans, backup running back, is on injury reserve coming back week four. Uh, Julio Jones, undisclosed, questionable for week one. A.J. Brown, knee, has left him questionable for week one. So just watch those. But ultimately, uh, for me, I, I, I think this is going to be a great... This is going to be a game you want to watch if you're a fantasy owner. This is a game that could be in the 30s, 33-30. So I like Kyler Murray. Chase Edmonds and James Conner, we're going to see what they look like together. I would say that uh, Edmonds is a low-end running back, too. I'd say Conner's a three for this week. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, if he's good to go, put him out there. And then A.J. Green, I mean, he's really not been drafted. Uh, he's considered a two on the depth chart, but we'll see where he goes here. Rondell Moore, put him on the list with Gainwell and company. He's another guy to watch. Grab him and stash. Some of us did it in the draft, like Mike and I. So I would say DeAndre, last leg for Christian Kirk. Really, DeAndre's the receiver to play in this one. Rondell Moore, if you have to go deep at flex. And then at Tennessee... I would say go with Ryan Tannehill in this matchup because I think they're going to score and his numbers are better than you think. Derrick Henry's coming off of 2,027 rushing yards, I believe, last season. And then A.J. Brown, worth the play for you if he's good to go. Julio Jones, worth the play as well. I'd say he's a wide receiver three coming into this. Everybody else is not a household name, so it's really Browns, Brown and Jones. And if they can stay healthy and play together, they're going to be dangerous. And then Jeff Swaim. 
He's off the COVID list. Anthony Ferkser. I would just watch Anthony. I got him as a as a tight end. Just to, you know, I want to see where he goes because I know they utilize it, but I don't like either tight end. I'm going with the Titans. And we'll be rocking through these quickly. Seattle at Indy. What do you got? Yeah, this is a game I'm interested in seeing for all the wrong reasons because I think Seattle's just going to totally dominate. But there is a player I'm going to give you to keep an eye on at the end. Looking at this game, you know, quarterback, you got to go with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's top five quarterback. In fact, he's number five on my rankings this week. Look on the other side of the ball, it looks like Carson Wentz is going to give it a go. But I think it's going to be give it a no because until I see something, until he shows me, something he's number 28 this week at seattle defense looking at the running back situation i like chris carson i think he's an excellent back and not so much this week i don't think he's going to be a number one running back by any means i got him at 17 and i got jonathan taylor on the other side of the ball for the colts at nine so both these guys should make some hay while the sun shines looking at the the receiving core tyler rocket 16 on my rankings this week uh where is it? There he is. DK Metcalf, number eight on my rankings this week. Indianapolis, not so much. They're you know I, they're slowed with with Carson Wentz. I think they're going to speed up the game. I think they're going to run the ball. And then looking at the tight ends, I don't have anybody I can rely on. But I want you to watch the game because I think they're going to slowly matriculate Kylan Granson into the lineup. Third tight end of the team behind Mo Alley Cox and Jack Doyle. They're having some offensive line problems, so Jack Doyle may be in a double tight end sets as the blocker. And I think they're going to feature Kylan Granson like they used to feature Dallas Clark back in the days, if you can remember that situation. So keep an eye on Kylan Granson. He's going to be available in your league. If you're in a league with me, he's not because I probably have him because I believe in him. I think they're going to build on him. So I definitely like Kylan Granson. May not happen in week one. He's a rookie. Give it some time. I'm definitely going to take Seattle on the road in this one. Yeah, I'm going with the Seahawks in this matchup as well. I mean, you got to. They're playing the Colts, and the Colts are not in good footing. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, neck injuries, left him on IR until week four. Uh, Watch the groin injury for uh, Tyler Lockett, which has left him questionable as well. Like I said, could be a nagging injury. Uh, for Seattle in this, Russ the bus is worth the play. Carson's worth the play. Rashad Penny, sneaky flex, wide receiver, or a running back, like three or four this week, I would say. Definitely DK Metcalf, and if Lockett's good to go, play him. I like Gerald Everett in this game, too, because they're playing the Colts. And then as far as the Indianapolis Colts go, it, none of this looks fancy, huh? So you got Carson Wentz, who's hurt. You got Ellinger, who's hurt. Jacob Eason's there. You play Jonathan Taylor. That's really what you do. And, you know, I don't trust anybody to get the ball, you know, for, I mean, these receivers, because you got to get the ball out. So, I mean, Michael Pittman, I'd say a wide receiver three. Naheem Hines, I'd say a flex guy, lower end flex guy this week. So, really, it's Jonathan Taylor, and I'm going with Seattle. Next game that Mike and I have up, Mr. Sofka, is going to be in this grand scheme of things. Let's hop into our fantasy football matchup of. Los Angeles Chargers at Washington football team. Yeah, Los Angeles is is a great team, but this is that old West Coast to East Coast one o'clock game in the start of the year. I'm not sure this is the position they want to be in. The Chargers are ranked by a point, which means that they're not really respecting Washington and that stellar defense. I'll get to my pick in a second, but looking at the quarterbacks here, Justin Herbert, the number ten quarterback. You got to go to number twenty five or so to find. Right, I'm sorry, twenty one to find Ryan Fitzpatrick on my rankings this week. Austin Eckler, number five running back. 
back. Antonio Gibson, number 15 running back this week. Looking at the receivers here, Keenan Allen, number one on that Charger team, number nine this week. And Terry McLaurin on the other side of the ball, the deep man is number 12 on that side. And then looking at the tight end situation here, Logan Thomas, number eight this week. And Gerald Cook at 154 years old, number 27, I'm sorry, number 21 on my ranking this week. I think the Chargers are going to be shocked when Justin Herbert is pressured as much as Washington is going to pressure him. And I think that's going to be the the thing behind the game. That and they're going to make Antonio Gibson a household name this year. I think Washington's going to pull off the win at home. Yeah, Washington, you know how I feel last year. Cut and paste it. Get a damn name. That's it. Just get a name. Any name. Stop telling your fans you have names and you're narrowing it down because you're lying. Groin injury to Curtis Samuel has left him questionable. For week number one at wide receiver, coming from Carolina, make a note of that. And as far as, you know, the the other side of this for the Chargers goes, injury-wise, nothing to uh, truly worry about here, uh, starters. So you can uh, rest assured of that. Mike's going with the Washington football team. I'm going with the Chargers in this game. I think the Chargers are going to come to the East Coast and take care of business. And so I like Justin Herbert in the matchup. He will get pressured. He is a low-end one quarterback in for this week austin eckler's worth the play keenan allen's worth the play and you got my man donald parham jr doing his thing loving it coming from the xfl last year and the dallas team he did good things for me in our xfl fantasy league i actually won the championship there so the only the only year that we had it i won it so very excited uh, jared cook i would say is a two at tight end for this and then as far as Washington's football team, uh, Fitzmagic is doing his thing. He's going to make things interesting. He's a quarterback, too, but he's he's sassy, and he's playing at home. He's going to do some good stuff here. Antonio Gibson, I like it. Uh, J.D. McKissick as a low-key flex. And then I like uh, Terry McLaurin in this matchup as well. Uh, Logan Thomas, watch him. If he's your number one guy, then you got to play him. If he's not, well, then I would just say, you know, give him, give him a little look-see and see how he fares in this matchup I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can become because i waited on tight end in one of the leagues because there was other stuff i wanted to get and he did some good things so i think there's there's something good that can come out of this and i think you know logan thomas can emerge and potentially have top 10 numbers for a tight end at some point this season so i'm looking forward to seeing that so logan thomas a guy to watch but i would say uh, not necessarily your starter for this week unless he has to be so with that being said i'm going with the chargers like i stated mike let's rock into the next game and the next game that we have is a game that i have already circled in excitement and that is carolina and the jets so the jets are going to carolina they're going to visit the quarterback they let go what do you think yeah, the quarterback they let go, the receiver they let go. I think they're going to make them pay. I think it's a double revenge game here, and they're at home, so you got to like that. Look, I'm finding it hard to start anybody on the Jets, really, just looking across the board. Zach Wilson is the number 32-ranked uh, uh, – sorry, I got distracted here. I'm back slash we can call BT. Mr. Sofka, how are you? Are, are we still on, Dan? I'm doing great. Yeah, how are you, Dan? We'll be uh, good well here in a second. Mike, you know, as, here as we look at this and we get into this, so for those of you looking at your screen right now, a good time. I did some to really let cool. you know that we are here for you 
uh, every single Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And obviously, Mike and I are here from a from a 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. And today, we have gone over, as we typically do, to under-promise and over-deliver. So very happy to be here for you to give us, you know, to, to give you an opportunity to link up to fantasy and to link up to everything that we're talking about. So very, very much excited to have you here where sports meets life as we're bringing you part two of our analysis of this. So we'll be coming back here. You're listening to us on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. You're watching us eventually in a moment here on Facebook Live and YouTube Live. But on MixLR, we thank you so much for being here. We're Sports Meets Life on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. And on WakeUpCallDT.com, you can find Mike at HalloFameFantasyFootball.com as well as the Winning Fantasy Football Group and the Winning Fantasy Football YouTube channel as we are getting set here to come right back to you and give you our fantasy football advice so fantasy football advice for week one coming up here momentarily on wake up call with dan tortora so part two of this to come up for you and we thank you so much for being here with us every wednesday inside of the fantasy football power hour on wake up call with dan tortora so with that being stated mike and i are now proudly hanging out with you we've continued here on youtube we haven't gone anywhere on youtube it's just getting back on facebook so thank you for those of you here on youtube that are navigating with us for a second and facebook you know do you boo so that's uh, facebook is who they are and uh, we're happy to be back here on the facebook so uh, youtube.com backslash wake up call dt facebook.com backslash wake up call dt back to mike jets at carolina thoughts yeah, again, this is a double revenge game, both Sam Sam Darnold and uh, Robbie Anderson against the Jets, and they're at home. It should bode well for them. And looking at my rankings, it, it definitely will. You know, I, I, I can't really rank Zach Wilson very high. He's number 31 this week. And looking on the other side of the ball there, I got Darnold at 19. On uh, the running back situation here, it's hard for me to, to play a running back other than Christian McCaffrey, only the best running back out there. Not so much with the Jets. They have a Meyer committee situation with Tevin Coleman, uh, Michael Perrine, and Michael Carter. Michael Carter's the long-term upside rookie that you want long-term here. Not today, not tomorrow. want to be clear on that. Uh, looking at the receivers here, again, it's hard to find a receiver on the Jets that I can count on. I know I can count on DJ Moore at number 19 and Robbie Anderson at 26. And I, I can take Corey Davis, but that's at 47. I don't even know if you've got that guy on your team. Looking at the tight ends, same thing. Nothing really to write home about through my top 24, 25, till I get the 30 for Sam Arnold. I'm sorry, Dan Arnold. Sam Darnold to Dan Arnold. I can't wait for that play to happen. Hey, looking at this game, I got to go with the home team. I got to pick the home team big. I'm going to take Carolina. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's hard not to, right? It's hard not to to take Carolina in this matchup. You know, I would imagine. I, I, I can't see taking the Jets. Michael Carter is is a positive point but outside of that what's the positive in in a lot of this you know when it comes to the Jets I think they'll be they'll have some better moments but I I lean on Michael Carter uh the COVID list for Jamison Crowder God willing he'll get better soon and stay well undisclosed injury for Michael Carter just watch that 
at running back Denzel Mims. Hip, hip injury at wide receiver has left him questionable for the Jets. As far as Carolina goes going into this matchup, for their injury-wise, there's not uh, too much to worry about here and, and really nothing outside of the fact that my guy A.J. Boye, who came from Jacksonville, and Carolina and Jacksonville both came into the NFL at the same time back in 1995. Boye has a suspension until week three, and and that's at Houston, which ironically is where he played before he came to Jacksonville. So just a note, but nothing to worry about fantasy football-wise. Uh, Carolina and the Jets... You know, Carolina, a home squad here. Sam Darnold's playing up against his his old team. Play him. He going to go off. He going to get nasty. And he's home. So I like it. CMC, Christian McCaffrey, play him. Chuba Hubbard, I like him as a sneaky flex because I think he's going to get some goal line and third down stuff. And I, I think he's going to get it because he's talented. I also think he's going to get it because they don't want Christian McCaffrey to run and run and run and run and then have to catch all these passes and run him into the ground when he's coming back from an injury. So I think that they, you know, you want to tailor make this thing a little bit so that you can take care of Christian McCaffrey and have him be a weapon, but not put him in a place where you're killing him out there because you got Hubbard. So I like that. I like Robbie Anderson playing against his old team as well. So I think those are all play worthy guys for you on Carolina. And then as far as the Jets go, Michael Carter, he's a low end guy. If you're playing four running backs, it's not a bad choice to put him out there. You know, I would think that I think he's going to make an impact, you know, sooner than later. But in this game, you could probably leave him down the list. He's not a one, two, or a three for you. And I really don't see anybody worth playing on this. Maybe a Corey Davis if you got to go deep at wide receiver. But that's it. So that's what I think. I'm picking Carolina big in this matchup. Mike, your thoughts on the next game that we have up here, which would be Jacksonville, Houston, in Houston. I think it's one game on the road where Jacksonville will be favored, and they are two and a half. So they're not really giving them a lot of respect either. So I, I, I mean, the Texans, a lot of respect there. Looking at the Texans, I think they're in for a long season. I think Jacksonville's on the way up. I think Houston's on the way down. Their, their roster is just a mess right now. Looking at the quarterbacks, I got Trevor Lawrence at 14. I got Tyrod Taylor at 22. It looks like Tyrod Taylor is going to be the starting quarterback for, for the, you know, near future here at least. Looking at the running back situation, I got James Robinson at 24, and I got to go down all the way down to 47 to find David Johnson. So you know who's going to win the running attack there. And looking at the wide receivers, the best wide receiver or the highest ranked one is LaVisca Chenault. I think we're going to see him as a Swiss Army knife. I think he's going to take over a lot of Travis Etienne stuff, as well as normal receiver. He was the most targeted receiver by Trevor Lawrence in the preseason as well. Look for him on the field with those uh, trick plays as well. Looking at Houston, the, the best wide receiver I can find is Brandon Cooks at 34. So I'm not real high on the receivers in this game, although they are kind of bunched together for Jacksonville because you got LaVisca Chanel at 25, but then I got Marvin Jones, who's really the number one receiver, and DJ Chark at 40 and 41. So they're kind of bunched together there right now. And I, I'm not real concerned about any tight end in this game. I don't think I could start anyone. I'm looking at the team that has the most talent. I'm looking at the team that's heading up, not the team that's going down. I'm going with Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, Houston Houston honestly looks like an expansion team back in 2002 when former starters. That's that's Houston. 
in a nutshell, that's who they are. So, I mean, I'm not a fan of Houston. Jacksonville needs to get up. I think they can go 8-9 and nine this year. Hopefully they'll do me better than that, but that's where I think they'll be. A quad injury to Tavon Austin has him out until week four. Marvin Jones has a shoulder AC joint injury, so just watch that. And you know that Travis Etienne's on injured reserve. A finger injury to DJ Chark. Watch that. He's questionable at wide receiver for Jacksonville. Houston-wise, as far as any injuries of note here, uh, really nothing to write home about. Uh, Anthony Miller has a questionable uh, he's questionable with a shoulder injury coming over from Chicago, and really that's uh, that's all I would say there. And the Mike's going with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Houston's at home in this. Tyrod Taylor is the starter. Deshaun Watson is, you know, this this situation just makes absolutely no sense. From a guy who looked like he didn't want to be there to now a team that's not going to play him, I just, I don't get it. But Tyrod Taylor's started in Buffalo, started with the Chargers. Now he started in Houston. Hopefully Houston doesn't have anybody in the training room that has a needle that can poke him a certain way. And then, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I like Tyrod Taylor. All jokes aside, I'm a fan. I am. And I think what happened to him last year was crazy and strange and unfortunate. But I think he can do some good things fantasy-wise. I don't like anybody here except for Brandon Cooks. And I would call him a wide receiver, too. And then Chris Conley, who I really thought Jacksonville could have used as a as a veteran leadership voice, they and they didn't, from what I saw. You know, I'm sad about that. But a lot of Jacksonville, Houston stuff, they go back and forth and end up on each other's teams. Uh, Trevor Lawrence probably wouldn't play him in this game. Watch him. Uh, James Robinson worth the play. Carlos Hyde deep, you know, to your bench, but still maybe a running back four just because of the situation. Laviska is worth the play. Chark and Jones, if they're healthy, I would go with Chark. And that's really it. I'm going to pick Jacksonville, but I'm going to put it on James Robinson and LaVisca to make it happen in this game. Mike, your thoughts here as we rock through these and we'll be coming to the tail end. So we're going to rapid fire these a little bit. Cleveland, Kansas City. Yeah, definitely. You already know that you have to start Travis Kelsey in this game if he's on your team. I don't have to tell you that. The the other side of the ball, Cleveland at the tight end, they had Austin Hooper at number 15. Again, don't need to tell you, you start Pat Mahomes. He's number one this week. Baker Mayfield, not so much. I got Baker Mayfield in the high teens. Looking at the running backs, this is where the money is in, in this. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, number 14. And I got Nick Chubb, two spots ahead of him at 12. The receivers, the biggest receiver in this game is Tyreek Hill at number three. All the other receivers are tremendous drop-off, all the way down to Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry in the 30s. I'm going to go with Kansas City in this game. Yeah, I got to go with Kansas City in this matchup as well. There's no way that you can't go Kansas City in this. I mean, I'm just not, not sold at all about what Cleveland is what Cleveland's doing, I mean, they have the talent, but but they have it. <laughs> it's like they hold it, but what do they do with it? So uh, I'm not going to go really, uh, I mean, Cleveland's going to bring you some stuff. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, you could play them out here against Kansas City because we know that their defense is, is not really a strong defense to stop you. And so I'm going to say, you know, obviously you could go there and feel comfortable about going to, uh, to that piece when it comes to this. Uh, and outside of that, uh, Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, eh. You know, I mean, Odell Beckham is still on the injury report, questionable with an ACL injury to his knee. Jarvis Landry, eh, I don't know. So, And I'm not sold on Austin Hooper. So I would say, uh, you know, Odell, if he plays in Jarvis, I would put them as 
Uh, Odell, low-end wide receiver two. Jarvis, wide receiver three. But it's really Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. On the on the other side for Kansas City, you know what to do. You should know what to do. But Mike and I will tell you because that's our job. Pat Mahomes, play. Tyreek Hill, play. Travis Kelsey, play. Clyde Edwards, looking at him right now on the injury reports. He is... A questionable with his ankle injury. Darrell Williams is questionable with a head injury, which leaves Jarek McKinnon there. Interesting. So, but uh, I would say if Clyde's good to go, he's a running back too, just because of, you know, maybe not being 100%. If he's not, then look to Darrell Williams in this game. But really, it's Patty Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. I'm going with Kansas City. Next game up, Mr. Sofka, Miami, New England. Yeah, there's a little bit of value at the tight end position for both teams. Mike Kosecki and Jonu Smith ranked number 11 and 12, respectively. The wide receiver is not so much. It's it's hard to find a receiver that's going to step up. Who's that going to be? Is it going to be Jalen Waddle, who I thought was going to be the best receiver in a draft? He's the highest-ranked receiver I have right now in this game at 37, Jalen Waddle for Miami. And then looking at the running backs, both running backs are – Mired in the high 20s. Damian Harris at 27, Miles Gaskin at 29, and then there's a big difference at quarterback. Mac Jones, he's a rookie. He's had a great preseason. I think he's going to have a great career, but he's number 30 right now. Tua Tagovailoa has already had that step. He's already made that step. I look for him to continue to make another step upwards and improve. Josh Allen, like I like Tua at 17 this week. I take the Patriots at home. Yeah, so I mean, looking at, looking at this game and in this matchup once again, we had a question come in, and so we could address that. But Miami at New England, uh, Miami coming into Bill Belichick's buzzsaw from last year when he saw his quarterback win a Super Bowl without him. Hell hath no fury like a Belichick score, and I tell people that all the time. Miami, I would leave their quarterbacks off of this one. Miles Gaskin, I would say, is a running back two lower end for me. Devontae Parker still at the top of the depth chart. I don't understand why. I don't get it. Uh, I'm, I'm not sold on him at all. And then Will Fuller's out till week two due to a suspension. Jalen Waddell is a flex wide receiver four. I would put him on the list with Gainwell and some of the other guys I mentioned before, Russell Gage, and see how he does in week one. Mike Gusecki, not a bad play in this game, as I think Tua could be uh, rocking with him as a safety blanket. And then as far as New England goes in this matchup, the New England Patriots uh, are going with Mac Jones. I would watch Mac before I go out and play Mac. And so he's another guy I'd put on that list that I gave you. Uh, Damian Harris, not really sold on, but you know they're going to do something with running the ball. Uh, PPR, James White is a, not a bad flex. Damian Harrison, not a bad flex. I'm not sold on their receivers. Jonu Smith, not bad at tight end. I'd call him a low-end one, high-end two for this week as we go forward here uh, we did have a question come in mike daryl henderson or smith schuster for flex this week what do you think daryl henderson anytime you get a running back over a receiver especially in that crowded receiver room that pittsburgh has you know is john is is smith schuster capable of being you know outdoing him in that in that battle yeah absolutely but i'm gonna go with the running back every time i'm gonna go with the guy that's been there longer too he's been there longer than sony michelle so i think i think you're gonna see more daryl henderson this week now that change over time but this week i would go with daryl henderson yeah, so Mike, you told him Daryl Henderson, I told him Juju. So so we're both going uh, different on that. Um, I went with Juju just because of the situation with the Rams. I'm a little concerned, and they're playing Chicago. And I know that Pittsburgh's playing Buffalo's defense, but I think Juju 
might get a little more involved than Daryl Henderson, and I'm just concerned about that backfield at this point. So that's where I am where I am. I picked New England in the last game. Green Bay at New Orleans, what do you got? Yeah, it's hard for me to go with anybody here besides the Green Bay players and Alvin Kamara just across the board. You know Aaron Rodgers is top 10. He's number 9. You look at the other side, Jameis Winston, and not so much, number 29. Looking at the running back room here, Aaron Jones, number 7. Alvin Kamara, number 2. That's where all your money is in this game. I don't need to tell you that. Daily, if you're playing DraftKings or FanDuel or Daily daily, uh, games there, but you know what? It's going to take time for that to develop with Marcus Callaway and Traquan Smith. They're going to have nothing but time with Michael Thomas being out for like seven games. And then looking at the tight end situation, I could start, uh, you know, the, the, the Green Bay tight end, Robert Tanyan, maybe. He's at number 13 on my rankings this week. I'm going to go with Green Bay in the win on the road. And I am going to say that if Drew Brees was playing in this game, I would definitely take the Saints at home. But I'm going with Green Bay on the road. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a game that should be like an NFC Championship game. You know, the, this this has the feel to it, but it's not Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees. It's Aaron Rodgers versus question mark, Jameis Winston slash Taysom Hill. So, you know, I, I'm going to go with Green Bay in this matchup as well, just because it's weird to think of a world. It's And, and he just kind of like went off into the sunset silently. Drew Brees. I felt like I didn't get I didn't have enough time to say goodbye. I'm sad. So I like Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones in this game. AJ Dillon, I'd watch him on that list with Russell Gage and company and see what they can do. And so I would just kind of watch him and put him on that list. Have him on your team, but put him on that list and maybe don't play right away. Uh, Devontae Adams worth the play. Alan Lazard, he likes him. Uh, speaking of Aaron Rodgers, so I think he's worth the play in this game as well. Robert Tanyan, a low-end tight end one in the matchup. And then on the other side for New Orleans, I'd stay away from the quarterback situation until we could figure out what this thing is going to look like. And then Alvin Kamara, obviously you play him. Tony Jones, who is a guy that people were picking up and Mike was talking about, and now look at him. He's the backup to Kamara. And so I would watch him and see what he can do after week number one on that list with Gainwell, Gage, and company. Uh, Marquez Callaway has shot all the way up the list to number one, and some of you went and drafted him. So Callaway, I believe, is worth the play as a wide receiver, uh, low-end wide receiver two, high-end three. And then Traquan Smith is a low-end flex if you need to go out and do that. I'm going with Green Bay. And so, yeah, and that's what uh, Greg said. Not Really not much of a home game for the Saints, and I – Agree with that, as this game is actually going to be played in Jacksonville at TIAA Bank Field due to everything that has gone on with Hurricane Ida, and obviously our prayers and well wishes to everybody that's uh, that's dealing with that. So with that being said, Mike, let's hop in quickly here. Denver at the Giants, what do you got? Yeah, it's going to be an interesting game, but only for one team. <laughs> Got Daniel Jones at 23, but I got Teddy Bridgewater real close to him at 18. Looking at the running back situation, Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams are going to cannibalize each other. So that situation stabilizes right now. Melvin Gordon's in the mid 20s and 26. I got Javante Williams at 30. And so keep an eye on that. Uh, looking at the running back situation for the Giants, Saquon Barkley, if he's 100%, and he should be, they say he is, he's at number 11 on my rankings. And it's real hard for me to find a giant receiver 
to to rank high enough. The, the highest ranked receiver I have right now is Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy, and they're at 36 and 39. So money's not there for you in this game. But looking at the tight ends, there is one tight end of note, Noah Fant for Denver. So I definitely like Denver's chances a lot better just based on a talent on the field. I think Daniel Jones needs to come out. This is year three. We need to see a Josh Allen-type leap. It's not going to happen in this game. Giants are going to lose at home to the Broncos. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Broncos in this matchup as well. Teddy Bridgewater doing his thing. Let's see what he's got. I like his talent. And, and talking about a guy, speaking of New Orleans, not knowing who their quarterback's going to be, Teddy did a dang good job when uh, when Drew Brees went out and not only handled it, but kept them all the way through and, and, and playoff ready. So I like Teddy in this one. Could be the best quarterback they've had in a while there since the end of Peyton Manning and the, and the love of Tim Tebow that they had there as well. So I would say uh, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy are wide receiver twos for me just because of what Teddy's going to look like here on this new team. Javante Williams, I like him as a running back flex for you here. And he's a quote-unquote fully trusted by the coaching staff potentially. So I like that. A Melvin Gordon, I, I just, I do. I think Javante's going to take over the job and he may do it here in week one. And I like playing him against the Giants and I'm Probably going to since he's on my team. On the other side of it, the Giants, uh, Saquon, coming back from his ACL injury, God, God willing, he's okay, ACL and MCL, questionable for this. If he's able to go in this game, I would give him the play. I'd call him a low-end one just because he's coming back from injury. Galladay is feeling good right now, but he is questionable with a hamstring injury. Hopefully Kenny Galladay can come out here and be a spark for a team that hasn't had any household name receivers in a while. So I like Galladay as a wide receiver three for you. Uh, Evan Engram as a tight end two. Sterling Shepard is still there, and I feel like he's 100 years old. Darius Tony, or Kadarius Tony is a rookie. Darius Slayton is coming off his rookie season. Watch those guys on your list as well. Tony wasn't picked up in really any drafts, and Slayton wasn't picked up except for at the bottom. So I'd watch Galladay, but really this is Saquon on one side, and then the other side's got more talent with Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and Javante Williams. So I'm going to go with Denver. Next game that we have up here, Mr. Sofka, in Sunday Night Football, is we can bring Chicago at the Rams. What do you got? Yeah, I got the. I, I like Matt Stafford this year. I think he's going to end up with a great year. But that uh, front on Chicago can pressure him with, with uh, you know that pressure they can put on a quarterback. Anything can happen in this game. But I think the defense of the Rams is better. If that makes any sense, Matt Stafford number fifteen on my ranking this week. Oh well, not so much. Andy Dalton twenty-seven, Justin Fields at thirty-four. If they're going to play both quarterbacks, we'll see how that goes. Looking at the running back situation, the Rams. I got the highest ranked running back in this game, twenty-one for Daryl Henderson, and you know David Montgomery. They're going to have some blocking moves there in Chicago, so that does worry me. If I'm a Chicago fan, you know I got I, I got those guys ranked in the thirties. Looking at the wide receivers, it's hard for me to take one wide receiver but if i had to take one i would take robert woods he's number 17 on my right here and you know i i'm gonna drop down way far i can't really play too much from chicago not even alan robinson i'm if he 
Ramsey's going to be all over him. I got him as a wide receiver one this week. It's just I'm I'm not super excited about it, but math is math. It comes down to it. And then I'm looking on the other side of the ball at the tight end position. Uh, you know, tight end Tyler Higby. He's number ten on my ranking. You have to go Cole commit at number twenty. So not as much value there for Chicago players. For that reason, I'm going with the Rams at home big. And Mike, you you said uh, we lost you for a second there with the Bears. You said you are you you have one of the Bears, uh, wide receivers as a one or tight end as a one. We lost you for a sec. No, I'm not high on any of the Bears in reality. Maybe okay. Allen Robinson as the one number ten on my ranking. Okay, fair enough. So going, you're going with the Rams at home. I'm, yeah, I'm going with the Rams at home big. Okay, Rams at home big for Mike. Uh, my side, Allen Robinson has proven last year that he had like three different quarterbacks and he could still play and be successful. So I think Allen Robinson is worth the play for Chicago. They don't have Anthony Miller anymore. Uh, Darnell Mooney from Tulane has moved up. Tulane that almost beat Oklahoma. 40-35 to 35 losing on the road in Oklahoma in college football this week. Uh, really, Allen Robinson is the only guy for Chicago. I'm going to make it easy for you. And then I'm going to go over to the Rams who have their new quarterback who may have his best season yet. In Matty Stafford, because he arguably might have the best weapons overall. I mean, I know he had Megatron, but the best weapons as far as looking at the fact that he has a bunch of receivers, a potential stable of running backs if they can get it together, and Tyler Higby's serviceable at tight end. So uh, in this game, Matty Stafford, I'd say he's a quarterback too. Uh, Sony Michelle, based on Daryl Henderson, if he's able to go, he's got a thumb injury, and you got to hold the ball, so... That's something to look at. Sony Michelle could be a low-key flex for you. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup, I like them both. And I'm going to pick the Rams at home as well. Final game that we have, Mike, on the docket, Monday Night Football, Baltimore-Vegas. In Vegas, where Vegas gets to kick off the Monday Night Football season and finally have fans in their giant spaceship that they opened last year to nobody. Yeah, I, I like this game a lot. I'm interested to see this game and how it turns out, but... You know, I, I, I'm looking at the quarterback, Lamar Jackson, number three this week. 16. Looking at the running back situation, I got Gus the bus at 22. And then I have to go down a little bit. Well, actually, 19 up a couple notches there for Josh Jacobs. The receivers is where you want to stay away. The highest ranked receiver I got in this game is Marquise Brown at 40. The, sorry, the Vegas receivers. Is going to get the better of Derek Carr and those receivers. Now there, there is some tight end help for you in this league. And Darren Wall in his game, Darren Waller, number two tight end. Not so much for Baltimore. Even with that, though, I got to go with Baltimore on the road under the big lights on Monday night. Yeah, I mean this 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 game, I and mean, we saw Vegas last year. They were able to beat the Chiefs and do some, you know, do something that that a lot of people uh, didn't think could happen. So Baltimore coming in with a lot of firepower, you know, it could happen again. But I like Lamar Jackson in the game. I like Gus the Bus doing his thing. Uh, Tyson Williams is behind him now, uh, and and we could see him getting some more work in a running offense. So I like Gus here as as a running back that you can. Lamar Jackson, Marquise Hollywood Brown. I would say a a, a lower end one, high end two. I would I would put him as a wide receiver two. Mark Andrews still a tight end one. And somebody that I'd like to have on Monday night as well, even though he dipped last year a little bit in his fantasy performance. And then on Vegas' side, you know, Josh Jacobs, if he's able to go, he's questionable with an undisclosed. If he's able to go, he's worth the play. And I would say watch Kenyon Drake. 
Henry Ruggs, uh, wide receiver three. Darren Waller's worth the play, too. I like, you know, they, Monday Night Football under the lights, baby. Mark Andrews, Darren Waller. This is some tight end. This is some tight end fun for us that love fantasy. So I do like that. And even though the Ravens are on the road, they, you know, the spoiling the home opener that actually has fans at it. Mike's going with the Ravens, and it's very hard for me to pick the Raiders in many a games. So I'm going to go with the Raiders. I They were better last year than I thought they would be. But or I'm sorry, I'm going to go with the Ravens. The Raiders were better last year than I thought they would be, but I just can't bet against the offense that is led by Lamar Jackson. So I'm going to go with the Ravens in this matchup. And with that being said, Mr. Sofka, week one is in the books. We've given people their thoughts, or our, our thoughts for their teams. We appreciate it. If you have thoughts on your specific team, respond back to this video on youtube.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Also on Facebook at wakeupcalldt, Twitter at calldt, and Instagram at wakeupcall underscore dt, as well as send us your questions, your thoughts, your comments on your team inside of the group that is always discussing fantasy and winning fantasy football. On Facebook, type in Winning Fantasy Football in your Facebook search engine today and find us. And, of course, go to HalloFameFantasyFootball.com. As always, inside of the Fantasy Football Power Hour, brought to you by the Wildcat Sports Pub. Thank you, Mr. Sofka. Yeah, thank you. And, and one quick thing. It was a pleasure helping everybody with their drafts this year. But it's you know, what do you do after that? Get my weekly waiver wire report. I rank the players. So if you have somebody go down or something happens, you can immediately go. And on Tuesday morning in your mailbox, you'll get the weekly waiver report with guys you should be focusing to pick up on. And thank you very much, Dan. I look forward to talking with you next time. All right. Sounds good. Take care and have a good day. That coming from Mr. Sofka, which has rounded out today's show of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. And we are all through after three hours and change today. We went 310. This might be the longest show that we've done this year. A lot of good fun. Very much appreciated. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you're always watching and listening on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Listen on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT and on WakeUpCallDT.com's homepage. And, of course, watch on YouTube.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, Facebook.com backslash WakeUpCallDT, and on Facebook.com backslash LiveNowDT. Once the shows go live, they hop into the archive, and you can find them by searching Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora or one word, Wake Up Call DT, on Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, YouTube, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, MixLR, Podbean, all the good stuff. Spotify, if I didn't say that before, so find us all there. And, of course, a thank you to all of our proud partners working with us in the community in central and upstate New York. Cafe Kubal, Carvel DeWitt, the Wildcat Sports Pub, Victory Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, Avacoli's, Chick-fil-A Cicero and Chick-fil-A Clay, Canine Camp Dog Daycare, the Millhouse Market, Pizza Man, Honda City of Liverpool, Millhouse Market, Canine Campground Dog Boarding, Mother's Cupboard, Progressive Dental, PB&J's Lunchbox, Mon Paz Kettle Corn and Popcorn Factory, where you use the promo code DT20 for 20% off. And, of course, fins up to our Lemoyne Dolphins Multimedia Marketing Partnership that we have here as well. And a shout-out to Bob Beretta for joining me for the first time ever to do our AD and DT special that will be every first and third Wednesday of the month here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora's Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. So, in the meantime, have a great day. I will be in the southern tier today down in Binghamton at Progressive Dental as we will be bringing you from 565 Hooper Road in Endwell, New York, 
at Progressive Dental. We will be featuring Union Endicott's high school and we'll be doing two of their sports. So Union Endicott on display tonight, Spotlight Live on Facebook.com backslash DT and Facebook.com backslash live now dt and on youtube.com backslash wake up call dt so watch us tonight 6 p.m eastern time tonight wednesday september 8th with the girls volleyball team of union endicott and at 7 p.m we will have the football team of union endicott so union endicott front and center spotlight tonight from progressive dental with sunny and d sunny spira and myself dan Tatora, a product of wake up call live on site on location tonight at 6 p.m. with the girls volleyball team, 7 p.m. with the football team, both teams from Union Endicott as Union Endicott takes center stage with two sports on site, on location at the only dental office that you need to be calling, which is Progressive Dental with five locations in the southern tier. Get more information at ProgressiveDentalNY.com. Have a great day from inside the Cafe Kubal Studios. I appreciate you. I send you my love. God bless, no stress, do your best, and we will talk soon fantasy help all throughout the week message us get to us talk to us facebook at wake up call dt twitter at call dt and instagram at wake up call underscore dt be good y'all thank you to mike thank you to bob and thank you to you and have a great day